Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 366, recorded on March 10th, 2022. On tonight's episode with special guest Nick Metzger from Game Pass News, we discuss Mario Day 2022. And we also talk about Nintendo's latest news. Very little bit, but we talk about it. And your questions. Jesse, you know what to do. Welcome to the Nintendo Dads, and yes, it is just Jesse, myself, and our special guest, Nick, which means that our normal dumpster fire show is not that. It's going to be even more horrible, so I'm sorry, because <laughs> I'm running the show. <laughs> but hopefully that's why we got Nick on. He'll help us pick up the pieces and stuff like that, and then Jesse is, you know, employee of the year every year, so... It won't be too bad, I'm sure. So anyways, I'm Tim, your host today, along with the co-host, Jesse. How you doing, Jesse? Is it a fireier dumpster or a dumpsterier fire? Uh, we'll see. By the time the end, end of the show goes, that maybe that... Which one uh, is the adjective and which one is the noun? Right. <laughs> well, we'll figure it out. Maybe it's going to be dumpsterier. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> How you been doing this week, Jesse? Uh... Rough week at work, like you know, like normal. <laughs> but uh, glad, glad the, the the majority of the week's over. So Friday right. is like my, our easier day. Yes. No, no, no scheduled meetings on Fridays, <laughs> so I can actually get real work done. Nice. Well, with getting real work done, that's why we have Nick here. Nick, how you doing? <laughs> I, I'm doing really good, Tim. I cannot uh, thank you guys enough for having me on. Also, there's already too much uh, grammar talk for me in this podcast. I have no idea what you all talking about with these adjective nouns. and I don't know. But anyways, I am I am really excited to be here. And I'll try not to dump kerosene on your uh, dumpster fire. So, uh, try <laughs> then to dump that would make it fierier then. then okay, right? yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. And look, there's my mom. Say hi, mom. See, she's on camera. So <laughs> she's like, what? I'm on camera. What? <laughs> and you're also on live hot mic. Anyways, this is our show this week. <laughs> and with that, let's we be professionals. Jump. <laughs> let's jump into the news. <laughs> And our news is always brought to you by our Patreons at patreon.com Nintendo Dads, or excuse me, patreon.com slash Nintendo Dads. And then as always, a huge thank you to all of our Patreons who joins us and helps us keep the lights on here and helps us do all the wonderful things that we try to do with you guys. Uh, in fact, if you've joined recently or, or if you've been on and you're one of our $10 subscribers, uh, you would have received the our recent drop, which was our Kirby uh, art that was drawn by Adam, which is Kirby and The Last of Us drawing, essentially. It's a cross between those two games, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, so, it's pretty good. I, have, yeah, it's I haven't even seen it yet. I need to go look. <laughs> what? It's basic. Kirby needs to shave. He's got a little, he's got a little stubble sure. going. You know, he's got a little Apparently, stubble going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and probably good needs a good hot shower too. So he got some things splashed on him. So, but yeah, Kirby's got a rough going in that one, but uh, it's pretty awesome. 
Uh, so if you are a $10 subscriber, you get that plus so much more. <laughs> but of course, we're thankful for anybody who comes and joins us, whether you're a dollar, $10, $5, $30, or even if you're just here listening, we're, we're happy to have you here. And thank you for listening as always. So gentlemen, today is Mario day. What do you guys think? Did you think uh, Nintendo celebrated enough today by dropping some news about Super Nintendo World and the new Lego Super Mario expansion sets and characters that will be coming out later this year? You think that's enough for, to celebrate Mario Day? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we one of the one of the pieces of news was kind of leaked yesterday, by, uh, but the the other one was uh, pretty significant. Yes, yeah. The the so the. The Super Nintendo World is going to launch in uh, Universal Studios Hollywood in 2023. Uh, from what I understand, that's actually sooner than what we, what we were told for Florida. But Florida is supposed to be bigger, too. So uh, I guess Florida will be 2025. Um, but Universal Studios Hollywood will get our own finally here in the U.S. in 2023. Maybe, maybe that's when we can have a, a Nintendo Dads uh, conference thing, right? do it over at super <laughs> nintendo world that'd be pretty sweet <laughs> so i'm be so miserable but <laughs> nick, i don't do, what do you parks well oh, okay well nick are you planning on going to one of these at some time uh oh, i'll definitely go at some point i mean without a doubt it, it won't be like i won't be there when it opens for sure not it'd right be too crazy be probably yeah it'll be too crazy too expensive and probably wouldn't even be worth it really because i'm sure the crowds would just like you probably i don't even know if you really get to experience much um, so I'll wait until a bunch of people go and they can tell me how to best do it. And then, yeah, but it'll be like a, it'll be like a, this is the, it'll be on my bucket list of things to do for sure is to go to one of these. I don't know which one. I don't really care. I'll let my wife pick. I'll be like, listen, I want to go to either one of these spots. You choose which one. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I mean, just getting to see little bits and pieces of like the food that they're doing. Um, and, oh yeah, I just, you know, how can you not want to go and feel like you're in Super Mario World. Right. Talking, I, know, I, know. I know. Yeah. That is crazy. Um, Jesse, so you said you don't like crowds. Would you still go at some point? I would probably do it once just to say that I did it once. But you know, you know, I, I I've been I've been to that theme park before and it I remember I was miserable. I was I was a lot of walking, a lot of lines. And uh, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people, and this was we we went there on our our honeymoon when I got married, so it was uh, it was a while ago. <laughs> okay. Yep. So lots changed. I was on a, I was at the one in Florida, um, a long time ago too. I was seventeen when I went. So that's millions of years ago. So <laughs> it's been some time. Well, that's, that is one way, though, to celebrate Mario Day by announcing that you're going to open up another theme park, in the, but in the United States uh, in the year that's going to open. I thought maybe they would have some sort of movie drop, but hey, maybe they'll save that for E3, maybe. We'll see. Um, they also announced new Lego Super Mario expansion and sets and characters, which will be releasing later this year, which will include the fabulous new Lego Peach. So, which, like Jesse mentioned, was Fabulous. leaked yesterday. What's that? Fabulous. It's fabulous. Yes. So, fabulous. 
right? Is that how you're supposed to say it? Fall. That, that's, that, I think that's how it works. Yes. <laughs> so uh, it makes sense. Releasing later this year, more than likely it's during the holiday season, right? So what do you guys think? Nick, are you buying into all, any of these Super Mario expansions? You've got them all, don't you? No. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, we have three or four. The kids like put the kids love putting them together, but they just like then they just sit there. So I was like, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to spend all this cash on these. I actually wouldn't mind just collecting the little figurines. If I could just like just get the like the peach and the Mar. We have the Mario, but just getting all the different little figurines. I agree. But I don't need all the Lego. I don't need all the Lego sets, the kids. And then they're, they're, they should be like prime age for this kind of stuff. So I, I don't know, but they're just they're just not into it. They'd rather play with Play-Doh and stuff like that. So I don't, I'm not sure why. Play-Doh's not bad. I would no, take no, a Mario Play-Doh thing. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be real cool. See, come <laughs> on. We just, we just thought and a whole new product. Mario though. just stomp on a Play-Doh uh, you know, character and then it squishes, you know. Yeah. So. I actually could really see that. That's 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 a really good idea. <laughs> and then you gotta clean it out though when you're done. Otherwise it gets really funky. True, true. No well, no doubt play-doh toys are the worst to clean. There's no doubt because for sure kids never clean them well. You know, they never They're, get the you stuff always out find of a chunk of it yeah. left somewhere and then it I, turns yeah. to stone. It's true. I, I never <laughs> bought my kids play-doh because I didn't want to deal with that. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Just rule it so out completely. <laughs> yep. That makes sense. All right. So I agree with you, Nick, that it would be cool if we could get the figures separately or even like when they release peach, it'd be cool if you could buy like a, a pair of, of uh, not a pair, a, a set of the three characters, Mario, mm-hmm. Luigi, and peach. Um, I think that'd be cool if they did something yeah. like that. Cause I actually like the Luigi's mansion stuff. So it's like, I've been like, kind of like that'd be cool to have but then i'm like where would i put it (laughs) so yeah i still have a bunch of other legos i got to build and put somewhere so um but yep uh, that's pretty exciting so that's that's basically unless i miss something that's pretty much how nintendo celebrated mario day uh but later on we'll talk about how the rest of you guys might be celebrating mario day yourselves and they had the sale too right they had the yes and we'll be talking about that as well oh sorry sorry that's okay we'll talk about mario day some more soon all right so uh f-zero x was announced as well uh to release on the n64 nso plus expansion pack and is dropping probably right now when you're listening to this on your podcast feed uh not for you guys listening listening live uh, you gotta wait But when this drops in your podcast uh, feed, uh, it should be live, I'm guessing. So what do you guys think of that? F-Zero X. Jesse, you were telling us the story of what you thought it was. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't know there was an N64 F-Zero game. So when I first saw this show up on Twitter, I thought this might have actually been a new F-Zero game announced. And then I looked at it and I'm like, oh, it, it's not. Never mind. Can you imagine how bonkers the internet would have gone if F-Zero, a new F-Zero game would have dropped? Exactly. Yeah, it would have been bonkers. Nick, what do you think of this F-Zero X? I mean, I'm excited for it for a hot second. I'll play it for a minute is for sure. I will boot it up. That's what I'll do for it. And then I probably won't touch it again. But, uh, you know, it's cool. But it's there for everybody who wants to experience it and maybe love it. Yeah, I didn't I have... I watched the trailer and the first thought was this kind of looks ugly. 
It's an N64 game. Well, it's an N64 uh, game, yes. I was going to say, they all kind of look ugly on the yes. end. The cars look like they're made out of Play-Doh mold. It looks interesting, though, when I was watching the video, too, is the the cars look like they're polygonal, uh, but the tracks look like they're still 16-bit <laughs> in a way. For speed, maybe I don't know. It didn't look like the the tracks were polygonal. They looked like they were still sprites or something or something else. Hmm. That's um, interesting. A textured background. A textured, yeah, something that it looked fine. Just, it, but the cars were definitely more polygonal. I'm looking forward to trying it out because I love race games, and I never got to try this one out. So, looking forward to try, trying this one out. They could have really made me excited if they would have been like, and also the N64 controllers in stock. Yeah. <laughs> and I would have been like, ah, hey, now I'm really excited. Very that true. Would have been great. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm more or less trying to play them because I guess I don't have nostalgia for N64 because I didn't have that system. So I just want them to play with my Joy-Cons. You know, I just want them to work that way without feeling I need to have the controller, the, the original controller. So yeah. And they don't. That's the, right. I mean, like, I mean, I, I was playing Banjo-Kazooie and I literally, I beat the game, but to like, there's the extra mission of beating the witch. To beat the witch, I can't do it on that controller. It just doesn't, on, on the current controller, just because of the way it's set up, it needs to be a, it needs, I need the C buttons. And so, yeah, I would, I would love an interesting Buy it in heartbeat. They don't, they don't do the C buttons on the, in the Joy-Con no, configuration, I didn't know if you wanted. I didn't know if you wanted me to get into it. So no, when Banjo shoots eggs on the NC4 controller, you you'd hit the Z button and then you'd press up on the C or down on the C to make him shoot forward or back. Okay. Well, they have mapped the camera, the quarter turn of the camera, and also the C button movement to the same thing. So it was janky through the game, but you can make it work to where if you push it every once in a while, the camera would turn a quarter and then you'd shoot an egg. Because, you know, it's got the full movement up and down. It, you know, you, so like if you move, if you don't push exactly up, then the camera turns and then he shoots an egg. And yeah, so it's on the right stick then, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so and so that I was able to make it work because it didn't need to be like split second or even less than that when it comes to the game. But with the final witch boss you need to like just duck and shoot an egg and move. And if you miss, then she gets you and you're done. I, I, even with save states, I have not been able to beat the witch um, because every time I go to shoot an egg, the camera turns just enough that I miss it. And then I die. And I was like, I'm done, done until I get the N64. So. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I, I've been wanting to play Banjo-Kazooie too, so, or also i should say also. Mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh and mm, all right i'm gonna have to think about that you too, can play you can play you can the whole play game. it right yeah right. you can play the whole game this is literally like the darker side of the moon on 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 uh, odyssey basically okay you know okay so like i beat everything and then she's like you should go back up and try the witch because she ran away and it was like oh because i've already saved Tui now um and so it's like, oh, okay. So I went back up there to do that. And I mean, I'm cheating like the heck post, out of it. I'm, the post game? I'm saving every time I can. And I yeah. still just can't beat this one section because of because of that one mechanic. But all right. So yeah, don't be afraid to play the game. Okay. You can make it through most of it. It's just it's in, it's in the backlog. It's 
it's something I'll go to later. Mm-hmm. I still got other things to play and beat. Obviously, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Monster Hunter Digital Event was announced. With uh, they'll be talking about more information about the Sunbreak expansion. That uh, event will be March fifteenth at ten a.m. Eastern Daylight Time because it happens after the change of time. It does. So Monster Hunter Rise will get an NSO trial starting tomorrow for a week. So, um, there you have it check it out and if you do if you don't have the game and you are checking it out there's plenty of us in the community who's played that game that would probably would be happy to jump back in with you so the just holler normally go on sale for a bit after the trial's over so yes so opportunity to check it out and get ready for the expansion coming this summer so all right Game release updates. We've got the announcement of Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp being delayed because of the current events. Obviously, we all know what the current events are, being the the impending doom in um, Russia and Ukraine. So hopefully that changes swiftly. So um, here's a little for the good. fun fact. Fun fact is probably the wrong word for this, but this the GBA release of... The original version was released in North America first. Do you know when? No. September 10th, 2001. Oh, wow. Okay. Which then the worldwide release that was scheduled for later got postponed due to quote unquote current events. So this game's first or something. Yeah. Wow. Dance Wars apparently just needs to go back into the closet. I don't know. All right. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Uh, But yep. So it's been delayed indefinitely and we don't know when it will be released, but we're guessing maybe probably fall if things turn out well to do that. So um, what about you guys? You guys have any guesses as to when it might get released? Well, I don't think it'll be anytime soon. Right. They, they canceled pre-orders. If if you pre-ordered on eShop, it got canceled and it's it's still some people some people said it was delisted it's not it's still there but it's marked as tbd okay so and uh, i i saw a tweet i think from mario 64 saying if you pre-ordered from target you got an email saying this game has gotten is delayed do you still want it or do you want a refund and so you're supposed to respond to that so it doesn't sound like it'll be anytime soon right yeah yeah, I think they're trying to look at the mark. They're trying to look at the current events, trying to feel out not only like, well, what's going to happen with with the war in Ukraine, but also, you know, how does our how does our demographic, how do how do our customers feel about us releasing this game even after that happens? So I think right, I think right. they're really trying to feel all that out at this moment and try to see what is what is right for their customers and what's right for their business. And, and I, they're probably also trying to think, you know, we know that they're pretty slotted in, in fall. So it's not like you want to just chuck this game into an already pretty full schedule. So yes, yeah, probably all that together mashes things up a little bit or a lot of it. I wouldn't be surprised if this doesn't go until next year. That's also true. Very good points all around there. All right. 
On to different news. Uh, the House of the Dead remake was given a release date of April 7th, which I'm excited about. Actually, Sammy and I are both excited about because we were looking forward to this dropping last year and we heard nothing because it was supposed to drop in 2021 and nothing was even mentioned about a delay or anything. So it was good to finally hear um, that they have a release date. So we're looking forward to that. How about you guys? You guys like the the shooters like this in the arcades? I, I liked them in the arcade back in the day, but it's something I've never wanted to play at, at home. Okay. I have absolutely no interest. Um, not, not, but <laughs> is this one of those games that released already on other consoles? And we were just re- waiting? Because I feel like it released on like on like Xbox and PlayStation. I don't but think I it was released. No, no okay. I, I don't believe so. I'm probably wrong. I could I'm, be wrong too, but I, I it wasn't I'm not aware of it being anywhere else. Okay. Uh, and uh, other than we had fun playing it in the arcade. <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah. okay. Um, the other more exciting thing that was announced uh, just the other day was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection. What do you guys think of that? It, it's going to be, it, it will include the following games, which is Teenage oh Mutant gosh. Ninja Turtles Arcade, Turtles in Time Arcade, Ninja Turtles for the NES, Turtles 2 for the the arcade game for NES, Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project for NES, Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters for the NES. Man, there was a lot of Turtles games for the NES. Turtles 4, Turtles in Time for the Super NES, Turtles Tournament Fighters for the Super NES, Turtles the Hyperstone Heist for Sega Genesis, the Tournament Fighters for Sega Genesis. There must have been a difference between those two, as usual for any usually for genesis and uh snes games uh follow the foot clam for game boy uh turtles 2 back from the sewers game boy game turtles 3 radical rescue for game boy all of those games for 40 bucks physical or digital and dropping in 2022 what do you guys think i'm i'm actually on the fence i don't I'm, when i first saw this i'm like uh i don't think so you know, if I want to play the arcade game, I already have a way to do it, and I've I've really never want felt like it, the need to go back and play any of the others. But uh, going back, I'm like, ah, oh, I, I might try the NES game again. I remember it being hard. I do remember beating it at some at some point. Uh, and a lot of these other games I never played before. It was thirteen games, thirteen Ninja Turtle games. Yeah, three versions of Tournament Fighters. <laughs> it's yes. crazy i i had no idea there was this many i mean and i i thought i played i played a handful of these games i couldn't you know what's funny i couldn't tell you which ones they were so i'm definitely buying it <laughs> um i'm gonna you know just pop into each of them i don't know what it'll look like um i'm kind of interested in like being like hey noah let me sh- let me show you my that's my son by the way uh you know let me show you teenage mutant ninja turtles which is like what your dad was into when he was your age you know because <laughs> he doesn't really i don't know it's just not it's not in his radar i'm sure that so you know see if he's interested and then i i don't know it, for me it also begs the question of like well wait what is it shredders what what is the shredders name of the new shredders yeah like yeah, so that that immediately was like, oh, this is cool. I saw T, I saw TMNT, and I was like, oh, maybe it's coming soon, the new one. I was like, oh, okay, this is still cool, but wait, when is that game coming? <laughs> right. I think a lot of people. I, I did see a lot of people asking, like, 
I wonder if this will drop before or after that. So, yeah. and this game was announced during the the Sony Sony PlayStation State of Play. State of Play, yeah. So there was a lot of debate whether is this Sony only or is this going to be everywhere. And then about a half hour later, Konami dropped a video saying, "Yep, it's going to be everywhere." Yep. Yeah. So. I'm a sucker for collections, so I'm more than likely going to get this as well, uh, especially physical, so that Sammy could play it or anybody else in the house can play it, essentially, that has a Switch. Um, But the other thing that this also reminds me of, to bring up one more time, (laughs) is this is why we don't have the virtual console anymore. Yep. Because companies know they can make money off of their games. So... That's yeah. they're gonna they're gonna create a collection. Yeah. At least those arcade games you know, were probably good uh, good games for you to play with together with Noah. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm really pumped for that. I mean, you know, some of those fall flat. He's like, no, Dad, I'm out. But uh, <laughs> but it's still fun for him to just yeah. experience it. And I don't know, maybe you'll become a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan. I'm all down for that. Like, yeah. let's do it. So so far, any games that I've tried that with Sam. Where it's like, okay, here's some beat 'em ups like Streets mm-hmm. of Rage or um, um, Scott Pilgrim, too. I mean, he he likes going back to that more often than the Streets of Rage one. I'll give him that. But um, any of the beat 'em ups that we've tried to play, because you know the co-op games, it's just like he he plays them for a minute with me, and then he's like, I want to play something else. It's yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> so it's interesting, but again, we'll see if this one. Uh, sparks an interest or whatever because he used to have, he used to have Ninja Turtle toys too when he was a little bit younger. So we'll see if it. Yeah, I don't think Noah's had anything teenage Ninja Turtles. I don't think he has anything. So yeah, I'm interested to see how he's gonna be like. What is this? So we'll report back to everybody once we That's figure right. it yeah. out. <laughs> All right. With that, let's move on. Uh, any other news you guys want to talk about before we move on? Any other That's points? All I got. All right, well, let's move on to Let's Discuss. I guess I should be looking in, in the chat. You guys notice anything in the chat going on? I see a bunch of Mecha Dragon comments here. <laughs> I can see he's uh, he's got a lot to say there. But thanks to everybody for stopping by and hanging out with us in the chat. We got Hambone, it looks like, and Mecha Dragon, and, and Friendo. Uh, Ebisel was on earlier. Uh, it's still on, it looks like. Um, and eating donuts over on YouTube. And I don't know if we got anybody on Facebook world over there. Sometimes Bruce is over there. Uh, so thank you all for stopping by and hanging out in the chat. I can't keep an eye on that over and keep an eye on the show notes. So it's hard for me to do both at the same time, but here's the, thanks for hanging out there. So if you guys notice anything, just let me know. <laughs> To say, we'll hey, do. Tim, hold on. <laughs> All right. So let's discuss something here, Nick. Um, you and I have been playing Breath of the Wild. Um, I don't know about you. It sounds like you're a lot farther than I am, but I we both been playing for the past five years with breaks, obviously, in between. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So because we're still playing our day one game, right? Yes. Yep. 100%. So and been playing for the past five years and i finally jumped back into it and uh after i guess having a little bit more experience with some of these open world games i got a better idea of how to handle them uh because when i first started playing breath of the wild i was just 
I was so stuck on the Southeast corner of that map, just doing everything I can find in there. That's why I didn't have anything else open, just doing everything there that I didn't get any farther until more recently, where if you follow me on Twitter, I've been posting, you know, when I open up new sections of the map and stuff like that. So yeah, that thread's I, really cool. I've, I've gotten up to the point where I'm ready to get ready. I'm starting to get ready to go after the divine beast number two, which is the bird one. I forget his name, but, uh, Reno or something like that, but, um, going after him. And I know I got to dress warm and eat warm. Uh, mm-hmm. and then Jesse just told me about a fire blade. Keep that on me if I can get one of those. So, but with that being said, Nick, you told me during the pre-show that, you're pretty much done. You realize that, Oh wait, I'm a lot farther than I thought I was and ready to go after Ganon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well, I'm there. I'm at the castle right now. Like I, I, as I told, um, yeah, I was chatting. I made, I made a, for once in my life, a good adult decision and went to bed instead of at midnight, instead of like, I really wanted to, like I had the whole animation happen where, where, you, you you see that you see Ganon. That's all I'll say. Um, I don't want any spoilers here. Uh, <laughs> and so I was like, and then it was like, boom. And I was like, oh, I really need to go to bed. Like this is, I don't know how long this this is going to take, but it's going to take longer than it probably should. I need to be sleeping. Um, but yeah, it's so weird that like I played, um, I, I meant to look, but I think it's around a hundred and hundred hours of that game. Um, and it wasn't like broke up over five years. It was like, I played, I think I played about 85 hours and then I got back into it for a hot second and beat the, the desert champion probably like two years later or something like that. Um, and I can't think of her name. Um, I actually died. I kept dying. And I was like, why do I? Because I was dressed as a girl. <laughs> I realized because you had, there's a mission anyways. And so you have to dress as like this desert lady. And I realized that I didn't have the right suit of armor on at all. And I kept dying by these people anyways. Um, and so, yeah, I just, it was very, very, very funny. I've put probably three hours into it and I'm at Ganon. I could have finished it off in no time. So yeah, it's funny how, funny how we do things. That is funny. Uh, but definitely um, you're going to be beating it a lot quicker than I am. Cause right now, like I said, I'm going after my second divine beast, which is again, one of the wonderful things about birth of the wild is how people played it, how they went for each individual divine beast, or in some cases, not even I've, I've heard people just go straight for Ganon and actually beat yeah. the game. I think if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. so, or beat Ganon, I should say at least, cause you still uh, to get everything about the story, you got to collect memories too, right? Jesse, you played yeah. it, right? Yeah, if you if you go right to right to Ganon from the start, you're not going to get the memories. But uh, it is possible to just right from, right from the get-go, go to the castle. If Since you haven't done the, the Ganon Blights earlier, you got to do them all in the marathon and and then do the final boss that's fully powered up because you don't have the divine beasts there to help you gotcha so top time 24 minutes beat breath of the wild okay gotcha so yeah there and you go I, and, yes and i've been playing for over 60 hours myself so for the past five years <laughs> i think i have over 150 hours into that game yeah my but, yeah. my daughter beat it over a summer a couple summers ago yeah. so um, i rolled credits and then i went back and cleared up all, all the shrines and then I tried playing as much of the DLC as I could handle, but uh, yeah. never did collect all the uh, Korok 
crap. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's a job. That would be a job, man. <laughs> I just I go along collecting them along the way. You know, if I happen to run into it, cause I, I do like exploring a little bit. I've been trying to, like I said, I've been trying to stay focused. I'm only exploring within reach along my path to get to that divine beast. So, um, and uh, I actually, during the gaming for guru, I played a good chunk of it there. Um, and people saw me struggle. Uh, in fact, Ebisel famously said it was sad to watch. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, I witnessed this. <laughs> Not the sad to watch part, but Ebisel say it was sad to watch. Sorry, let it me was, clarify. It was kind of funny. So he said it in the chat. And anyways, it was it probably was sad to watch because I fought that um, that mini guardian in the shrine like so many times because one, I forgot how to dodge hmm. Two, um, I forgot how to uh, what's the move where you move in like slow motion and attack something that they hit. There's like a flurry attack or something like that. Is that what it's called? Oh yeah. With a perfect dodge. Yeah. The perfect oh, dodge. Yeah, I had yeah. to learn that. I was basically, I learned so much from that one battle. It reminded me how to dodge, how to do the flurry. Um, did did move. you learn? relearn how to do the shield reflect i couldn't get that to go with the uh with that one uh to reflect the beam of the mini guardian yeah yeah uh because when he did his beam it was like full blast and it would destroy it destroyed my shield so i didn't have the right shield or something like it immediately it was a metal shield but it did not reflect it or i didn't do it in time probably more than likely didn't do it in time so I didn't mess with that anymore because immediately like blew up my shield and then I'd die. <laughs> I don't know if it's referenced in the game or just like, or like in con story content outside the game, but apparently the story goes that, you know, Link, when he first reflected a beam back to at a guardian, he was actually using a potlid. <laughs> okay. You can get a potlid in the game somewhere. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. I had one at some point. So uh, but again, this game is fantastic. Every time I play it, I'm like, okay, this is why this is game of the year. And in fact, I'll, t I'll, I'll say this. Um, I wasn't going to say it, but I'm going to say it anyways. I actually asked Adam from the mega dads. I said, Hey, can I have your hot take the beginning of your hot take, um, um, videos? Cause I wanted to turn it into a gif and show that it was a mega dads and a hot take. Cause I had a hot take about breath of the wild. And that is that I right at first I was like, it's hard to say because I know I'm going to get feedback on this, that it's might not be the game of the year that everybody thought it was. It was the game of the year in 2017, but not necessarily five years later. <laughs> it's true. Saying. No, well, it's like basically why did everybody love it? Because it was obviously new. It was it was breath of the wild it was zelda legend of zelda right and nick i don't know if you had any thoughts about this while you were playing it too like is this truly the number one zelda game for that a lot of people call it and a lot of people don't some people say it's still their number one is still going to be um any of the other zeldas whether it be 3d or 2d uh and maybe because of uh, nostalgia like for me link to the past is my number one zelda right now so 
But again, as I keep playing, I'm reminded as to why this was game of the year in 2017. Um, so it's like, okay, that's why I kind of have it posted. And I was going to post it on Twitter and everything. And then I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. <laughs> let me, let me play this to the end and see if this is everything that it should be. So um, what do you think, Nick? Um, I mean, what I will, what I will say for it is it, to be as big of a game as it is and to be able to hop in and hop out over five years and be able to keep the story that I mean, I knew exactly where I was supposed to go and exactly what I was doing because that menu system is so solid. I mean, I will just hit the button and it's like, Hey, this is what you got to do. Here's what you got to do. It's on the map. You can, it'll it'll pinpoint. And I mean, there are a lot of games that don't do that and unlike other menu systems we talked about on (laughs) pre-show yeah and don't do that as as solid and as fluent as as zelda does it i that is that it deserves a lot of credit for that it is i mean i haven't beat it so you know you can give me crap about that but it is probably my favorite it is my favorite zelda at this point and i wind waker i love wind waker i mean absolutely love wind waker that probably that was my favorite uh zelda until until this one but um so from my from my point of view um by the way uh sean thanks a lot for the raid i see that we got raided from we the nerdy so that is freaking awesome thank you (laughs) uh Pretty cool. So, but yes, that um, for me, I think it's probably harder because of Link to the Past, a 2D Zelda game is my all-time favorite Zelda game. Um, And 3D Zeldas have always been harder for me to like. So Mm. I've tried a few, uh, even when, you know, when we got the remakes, the 3D uh, Majora's Mask and the Ocarina of Time on the 3DS, I tried to play those, but just could not just for whatever reason, just wasn't my thing. Anytime there's a 2D Zelda, though, I play that from start to finish, beating the game. And Link to the Past is still my number one, but um, Link to um, the the sequel that came out for the 3DS, the Link Between Worlds, is a very close second because I thought that was very, very well done and stuff like that. So that's what made me think, start thinking of that is like, okay, I need to finish this game uh, because I, I do enjoy it. It's don't, it's not like any other Zelda games where it was like, I was going in and I felt like I was forcing myself to play the 3d Zelda. This one, I'm not forcing myself. What I'm forcing is me trying to finish the game. What, when I was playing before, it was more of just going in and letting wherever the game took me go, you know, I was just, that's where I was having the most fun. Not again, not saying I'm not having fun now because it's more of focus. I want to get the story done so that at least I can say that I got that done and then I can explore some more, but that's what made me started thinking of, of breath of the wild. I can't for those, like, I think it was Marty who said that he didn't give breath of the wild game of the year that year. He gave odyssey game of the year. Um, and I was surprised at that because of how much people were all over breath of the wild. And I, I mean, even when I was playing it, I was like, how can you say that? And I loved, I loved odyssey. I beat odyssey. And I, I could see why I could see why he could pick that. But then it was, at the same time, I was just like, but look at Zelda. <laughs> mm-hmm. So 
just um can i see what was that truth Ebisel says zelda 2 equals the best zelda and jesse agrees <laughs> yes <laughs> so um so jesse what do you think so is I mean, obviously you're saying Zelda 2 is your best, uh, your favorite, right? So Yeah, I, I liked Breath of the Wild, but it's, it, you know, I've said this before, it's a game I don't think I'll ever want to play again, just because I can't ever play it again for the first time. Yeah. And it is such a time sink in order to do it, yeah. even though I've forgotten probably everything about the game, so it would virtually be a first time <laughs> through, but Very it still true. wouldn't be the first time through. You don't think there's in there's no more surprises in there too. So in, in the game for you, if you were to go back in, I I other, other than seven hundred Korok seeds, you know, I, I I did all the shrines, <laughs> I did all the side quests, I did as much as everything that I could do, other gotcha. than the Korok seeds. Okay, and I and I didn't finish all the DLC just because, you know the the one hit kill weapon, yeah, really pissed me off. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, didn't mean, the, I didn't finish that part where I had re- normal weapons again, but still, that just sucked a lot of the joy out of it. Interesting. Okay. For me, I chose to go back because and finish it really because Breath of the Wild 2 is coming up. And so I was like, yes. all right, I, I want to finish this. And I, I'm with you, Jesse. I would not. And I said this on, 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 on our podcast. I said, listen, I. I will not play this game from start. Like if I can't find my save and it's not there and saved, I'm not going back. I will just go on YouTube and look up the ending. Yeah. I and got, watch I played it. through Wind Waker, I think tw- two or three times. I will play that again mm-hmm. if it ever comes out on Switch. I do want to play Twilight Princess again if that comes out on Switch. Again, I, I played my played my second run on the Wii uh, and finished it a week before they announced it for the Wii U. And at that point I'm like, I'm not ready to play this yet. Right. And then yeah, and I, I want to play Minish Cap again. I want to play Breath of uh, the Between Worlds again. So I still want to play a lot of Zelda. It's just there's so many other games I would need to play first. Right. But that's yeah. interesting you say that, that all those other Zelda games you're willing to go back to. But Breath of the Wild, you're just, nope, I had my experience. I'm done. Yep. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the the open world aspect, like you know, you said, well, I I played Odyssey and I beat Odyssey, and it's like, well, sure, Odyssey has an open world aspect, but there's still a straight line through it, right? There's mm-hmm. still like this, like, and sure, there's a straight line story through Breath of the Wild, but man, there's so there's I mean, so I'm gonna beat else. that game, yeah, I'm gonna beat that game and not see, like you said, well, aren't there surprises for you, Jesse? There's certainly surprises left in that game for me. I will beat this game, yeah. and there will be things in there that I never saw. And I'm okay with that. But I wasn't, I don't think, five years ago. I wasn't okay with that. And I think that's kind of why I just dropped it. Because it was like, gosh, I'm, I am I am Breath of the Wild out at the moment. Like, I've just played. Okay. But okay. I really don't want to, like, cross that finish line with so much stuff here. But now I'm kind of at this point where it's like, all right, you just got to cross the finish line. <laughs> and be okay with the fact that there's a lot you're not going to see. And that's okay. Just okay. see the end and be good with it. Episode's so, question. Do either of you have the Wolf Link Amiibo? Yes, and I used it. I had, and I I love using it because it gives me a dog companion <clears throat> when I'm traveling through, and it helps me collect things and uh, attack things, especially the smaller things. So the only, only 
the frustrating thing was when I went into a shrine and came out and the dog was gone. You can't use it again in the same 24 hour period, the, the amiibo. Oh. So <laughs> can't get the dog I, I replied back. in the chat, but I'll say it here too. I have that amiibo, but without playing Twilight Princess in the Wii U, he's pretty much worthless. Because he'll only have three hearts. Oh. Because oh. Well, I thought it was three automatically. Okay. Yeah. Well, if it, yeah. The, the gimmick is you play Twilight Princess on the Wii U, there's like a 50 level dungeon thing. Then yeah. if you finish it and then you, you tap your amiibo to save that progress, then whatever hearts you have at that point will carry over into Breath of the Wild. For the dog. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah. So the dog will have like 50 hearts? Uh, 20 at most, I think. Or 20. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. I didn't know that. I wonder if there's a way I can hack that dog. <laughs> hack the dog. <laughs> that also says a bin file you can play with with an Android phone and tweak the dog, but... Okay, Ebisel, you're gonna have to tell me how to. I was gonna say, God bless you, Ebisel. You're you like on that kind of stuff, man. I was like, oh, don't worry, I got you. You just yeah. let me show you what you got to do. We'll get you 50 hearts by the end of the night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> show me how I can do amiibos on my phone because I've been trying to hunt for that myself and I couldn't find <laughs> anything. Uh, so, all right, all right. All right. Oh, so, oh, Ebisel says he was asking if it's possible. So that we oh. don't know. Oh, okay. No, I don't know. I've been trying I'll to look that up. Yeah, I've been trying to look that up. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if there's a way to do it. <laughs> yeah, because there's NFC on my phone. And it's just, I, it's like, there's got to be a way. I'm sure there's probably an Amazon Zelda card amiibo set that you can get, you know, that will have the the 50 card for 50 heart version of the dog. Or someone um, will just sell their full heart dog on eBay. True. Yeah, for 50 bucks. I'm sure that's happened. More, more than that. More than 300. Yeah, that's true. All right. So my, uh, here's the ultimate question I have for you, Nick. And uh-huh. uh, it comes down to this because I have not played Elden Ring. I don't have it because Good decision. I, uh, I figured, you know, I'll say this from all the, what you expect as far as how hard it is to fight those battles with the bosses kind of made me think of metroid dread and how hard it was to fight those bosses in those games is it anything like that or is it a whole different level something different doesn't even compare um i mean apples and oranges (laughs) a little bit and here's why because like so i I haven't beat the first boss i've put probably 10 hours into this game i haven't beat the first Boss, uh, <laughs> dad show. My bad. Yes, uh, show. Beat the darn boss. Yeah, Justin um, isn't here. I expect to not have to censor anything. Yeah, sorry. I'll try to make that happen for you, Jesse. Um, <laughs> and and so when you get to the boss in Metroid Dread, now correct me if I'm wrong, but for most, because I mean I did beat the game, but maybe there's a way to do this where you don't. You have the items you need to beat the boss. Correct? Isn't that? There's no there's no way to get to a boss where you don't have the items to beat the boss. Is that I no, can't think you, of... you have the items, it's just a matter of do you know how to use the items? <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. But see that's and there's also a piece of that to the Elden Ring, but yeah. to Elden Ring. But the thing is, like I can get to the boss, but it might not be time for me to beat so I don't know if I'm at if I'm at we we affectionately call this 
horn nemesis margaret his real name is margaret i think but it's probably why he's so pissed because we all just started to call him margaret, margaret. or margie i can't remember anyways um uh you might but i don't know like class. am i just really freaking bad or or am i not leveled up again so like i beat my both. head against the wall for like 10 times yeah both yeah amen jesse you you are 100 right i beat my head against the wall multiple times and then i like go and i level up a few more times and i come back and i'm like oh well crap okay i'll do it again and so that's kind of the difference whereas if like you get to the boss in metroid dread you know you got what you need to get now you just need to do it enough to beat it. You know what I mean? And okay. that's kind okay. of the difference. Whereas I can wander myself, which I did, by the way, in the first couple hours, I can wander myself into that boss and Margaret can hit me with his big old stick and, and send me home, which he did <laughs> multiple times. Um, and so, yeah, that's the, that's the main difference. Um, uh, yeah. I'm Is it harder? Okay. Man, I don't know. I played... I played that final boss on on Metroid Dread multiple times, but yeah, the you but, felt but, like you were getting somewhere in Elden Ring. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you're getting somewhere. <laughs> well, I felt like I was getting somewhere, but it really goes down to the fact it's like, listen, this can be done. I have everything I need to get it done, and so I just need to keep trying and figuring out the patterns and and make it happen. But with Elden Ring, you don't really know. You're like, well, listen, what if I don't? What if I'm not at a level really where I should be for this boss? What if I don't have the items I should have? What if I haven't used enough smithing stones for whatever? What if I, this game gives me so much FOMO, man. Cause you're like, you're like, wait, I, did I choose the right person? Should I use smithing stones on this item? What if I use them on the wrong item? I mean, it's just like, you're just like, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff. Which, which one of these many things do I level up? I, uh, there's so many ways that it feels like you can, you can, go astray that it's just in Metroid dread. There is a line and you know, that line that you got to go. Like you might not, you might not know entirely how to traverse the map to get what you need. You might have to learn that, but there is a line that Nintendo has set for you to go to get where you need to get. Okay. And it doesn't feel that way in Elden ring and it's intentional and that's fine, but uh doesn't feel. Okay. Like so then now, cause you're played both this, uh, Elden Ring and um, Breath of the Wild, how do those two compare? Um, so I feel like, and, and I, I don't know, some people might disagree with me. I feel, but I feel like Breath of the Wild, uh, and it's, it's a little different because like I said, I've only put 10 hours into Elden Ring. So maybe, maybe I'll, I'll, feel, I'll feel differently if I make it further. But at the moment, it feels like Zelda pulls the story along. Breath of the Wild pulls the story along more than than Elden Ring does here. It's kind of like you get out of the thing, you get out of the, you know, out of the cave and then you talk to the King and, and he kind of tells you more of the story and, and, and you keep moving the story along. I'm beating baddies and big guys. And they're like, good job. <laughs> it's, it's not like, Oh, you beat so-and-so let me tell you what happened a hundred years ago to so-and-so and move the story along. It's just like, yep, you did it. You did it go do it again with somewhere else, you know? <laughs> so, so there's a story difference. The combat actually is somewhat similar. I would say, I mean, it's as it, what, what in Zelda we call a Z target. You're targeting an enemy, you're dodging, you're rolling, you're using your shield when you need to, you can reflect, you can parry um, similar, but Zelda's is, is more forgiving. I mean, I'll just say that it's okay. like quite a bit. It's more forgiving. Um, 
Um, and the, the big difference is in Zelda, you're walking again, you're walking that line that Nintendo less with breath of the wild, but you're still walking a story beat that Nintendo has created for you. You know, you get this thing, you go to this place, you do this stuff, you fight this boss, you're good. Whereas in Elden Ring, it's like, here's a map. You've come out of the very, very, very light tutorial, which I guess I just learned in Dark Souls is the first time it's had a tutorial. So God bless Elden Ring, I guess. I guess this is a step <laughs> in the right direction. Um, uh, and now it's like... Which I heard it was still easy to miss. Go. go. Um yeah, yeah, the tutorial. There's a lot that's easy to miss in that game. Um, but yeah, it's 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 just still still there's more of a line in Zelda of like what you got to do, and you know that when you get there, you're more than likely to have the right items you need at your disposal to do what you need to do. Where with Elden Ring, you don't know that you you really have to like search and explore. Okay, gotcha. So. Um, so you said something that made me think of another question too with Elden ring. I'm asking all these questions too, because uh, obviously Hambo and Johnny's in there. He said, I should join the dark side <laughs> and play the games, yeah. but I don't know if I have a system to play it. No, I have the series S so I could play it there. I don't know. Is yeah, it on the yeah, PlayStation four even? I don't know, but uh, cause I know a lot of game, a lot of newer games are still on the previous generation, I think. But anyways, I'm curious about it. Sure. But, um, like- you know, yeah, obviously FOMO probably too. I don't know. But, uh, uh, but again, I'm like, I'm staying away from it because I've already got my breath of the wild. So that's why I was asking sure. questions about that too. But when you're playing Elden Ring where breath of the wild feels like, okay, when you get to something along the story beats or even the side stories, or even if you're not even paying attention to anything else, but Hey, what's that thing over there? I want to go check it out as your next goal. You know, it's still satisfying. Is Elden Ring giving you any kind of satisfaction when you're playing it and wanting to keep you going? And is it is it doing sure. that? Sure. Uh, well, first off, let me let me go back. I I picked up Elden Ring because in the podcast, I in a Game Pass news podcast, I said, yeah, yeah, Elden Ring's not for me. I'm not a Dark Souls guy. And then as we as we clicked the stream off and i started walking upstairs i thought i have no right to say that like i have no idea if dark souls is for me like i just made that up you know out of like what somebody has told me about a dark souls game i said it's not for me and i thought well that that doesn't that doesn't seem that doesn't seem good for that doesn't seem right for our listeners it's not right for FromSoft, and it's just like me just making crap up really and so i thought all right this is getting great reviews it apparently is the best Dark Souls game that's ever out there. So am I willing to drop $60, give them some cash, and go in with the knowledge that I may not like this game. I may literally play it for four hours and put it down. And am I okay with basically saying goodbye, $60? That's a good donation to FromSoft. They're a great company. Go make another one for all the people who love it. And I said, sure, let's do that. Let's... I'm okay with doing that. It, I understand how this could go. And so that's that's how I went into it, okay. um, having never played a Dark Souls game. And that's why I bought it, um, really, for my uh, for my own self. So, um, okay, so is it giving me uh, – but here's how it gives you – here's how it does it. And, and Sean, 
like Sean could attest to this because twice now I have gone to him and said, Sean, I'm done. I'm done with this game. It's <laughs> over. I'm done. I'm never playing it again. I'm going to, I'm moving on. See you later. Sayonara. In fact, it happened today. And then what happened? I made a glimmer a sliver of progress, which gave me a good feeling of like, I fell the boss that I didn't think I could fell. And it was like, <gasps> and I'm like, Sean, I'm in. Oh my gosh, you won't believe what happened. I got this guy like barely, but I got him. And so then today I was like, Sean, I'm out. I'm out. Guardians of the Galaxy. It's downloaded. I'm going to play that. We're done. And uh, then like they randomly, I sat down at this point of grace and they took me to, I don't want to give spoilers. So they took me to another place and I got a fireball like and I was like and really like that was what I was missing because I I'm never an up close and personal guy in a game like never I would rather even with Zelda I would rather sit back on a mountaintop and pick off as many people with <laughs> bow and arrow as I can right and then fly in with a glider and and like like mop up right um, but I didn't really have a weapon that I could do that with so I get a fireball and I'm like oh Sean I'm back in I'm back kind of fireball i'm back in i'm good to go and uh and so it does that it drip feeds you just enough progress where you're like yes and you know i beat a hermit crab and i know you're like a hermit crab what the hell but oh i'm sorry my bad jesse um but uh but uh but it's not it's not like a hermit crab i mean i mean this is like a a two-man tall hermit crab okay so this is a um, kaiju crab yeah yeah um i beat a hermit crab and it was like the biggest thing i had done i was like oh my gosh this is amazing i beat that guy he killed me like five times in a row so that's how it it drip feeds you um i will say in exploration this game is a little it's 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 a tug and pull and i think they meant it to be that way but but sometimes it pushes away from exploration where it's like if you die in this game you ruins which is how you upgrade your character, uh, they stay where you die. And if you can get back to them, which I guess is this, as I've read, this is a pretty common souls uh, te- uh, mechanic, but if you can get back to them, then you, can, then you can reacquire them. But if you can't, then you lose them forever, which means that a lot of times if I start to co- when I start to collect runes, if I have an, when I'm getting close to upgrading, that pulls me back from exploring. Because it's like, well, crap, if I go over there and I get too far out and I can't get back to those runes and I don't find a point of grace that is like my new respawn point, that, that's kind of what the point of graces are. And I don't find one and I can't get back to it and I've lost them all. And so it's like, then all of a sudden it like pulls me back from exploring and it makes me start to circle the area that I know I can trust until I get enough runes to upgrade. And then I'll go out and explore while I have less. So, but that might just be my anxiousness of how this game went. <laughs> Okay. So, sorry, that was a lot of that was a lot of talk. No, that's good. That's uh stuff I needed to know. Jesse, did you have any interest in playing this uh type of game? Not at all. All right, moving on. No. I, I, I think <laughs> I, 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 back when I in a PS3 era I had a GameFly subscription. And so I think I rent I got the original uh Dark Souls one one day. I played it maybe twenty or thirty minutes, and then back in the envelope and it went. All right. That's fair enough. And again, I'm, I'm interested in too, because probably the same way you were Nick, when you see everybody talking about it, everybody's giving it high praises uh, saying it's a really good game. It's one of the, you know, one of the best versions of this game ever um, and potentially game of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. So 
definitely you want to you want to be able to talk about it with everybody else when it comes time when it comes time for that. So that's why I've been interested in checking it out. But again, I've been holding off because I'm trying to stay focused on. I'm already playing a big game, and I want to finish that big game. So uh, and mm-hmm. not getting anything else. Big. That's a good. That's a good. Also, shout out. Abusel says double jumping horse. I do believe this is the first game that I've ever played where your horse can double jump. So just, nice. I, when I found out that it could do that, I was like, it was just one of those things where you're like, holy crap, this horse double jumps. <laughs> like, yeah, every all the characters double jump in so many different games, but I don't think there's ever been like a a horse that I've rid on that rode on that like double jumps. I think that's pretty cool. That is cool. All right. Well, thanks, Nick, for uh, educating me on on uh, Elden Ring there. So from no your problem. point of view. So I, I know you haven't been playing as long as probably some others, but it's still a good point of view. So especially since we're both playing Breath of the Wild, and that's why I figured it'd be good to talk about there. All right. So the other thing I wanted to discuss was uh, Mario Day. Of course, we talked about it briefly earlier about what was announced for Nintendo earlier uh, about their the the new park in Hollywood uh, opening up in 2023 and the new Lego sets but they also have uh, they also announced games that were on sale now I think we talked about this in pre-show right where we talked about did you pick up any but we we're like actually probably not because we probably all already own these games that are usually on sale so there's uh, Mario Kart 8 Super Mario 3D World Bowser's Fury uh super new super mario brothers u deluxe uh yoshi's crafted world mario and rabbits kingdom battle mario and sonic at the olympics and luigi's mansion uh with the multiplayer pack set um and or just the multiplayer pack if you already have luigi's mansion all of those things are on sale around 30 percent in the us e-shop except for mario and rabbits which is usually going for the usual 80 something percent off <laughs> so which i imagine the gold version is probably heavily discounted as well did you guys pick up anything mario or do you already own all of these things or own the things you want to own i already own the i own the thing yeah, yeah, I'm with Jesse. Own the things I want. The only one there I didn't own was the was Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. That was the okay. only one I and I have no desire to pick it up. Quite frankly, <laughs> I'm surprised that you didn't have any desire to pick it up, considering that there are you know the party type games, but they're Olympic games and to play with the kids or something. No interest there to do that. Not really. No, I mean. Maybe, maybe if I bought it, maybe I would be like, "Oh my gosh, this game is amazing." The, I, it's been a long time since I played Mario uh, and Sonic at the Olympics. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if I, but no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> maybe, maybe, point maybe, taken. but no. <laughs> yeah, point taken. All right. So, um, considering that well, we're we're heavily into the Nintendo stuff, so it doesn't surprise Becca me. Becca asked when the sale ends. I just logged into the shop and everything says three days left. So games okay. that were $60 are down to $40. So you didn't buy anything, Mario. Did you play anything, Mario, today? Did you guys do anything to observe Mario Day? Uh, either playing the game or whatever. Did you guys do anything? I didn't have the time to play anything. I went from work <laughs> to dinner to picking up my son from work because it was snowing out and then showtime. <laughs> 
That's about it here too. Yes. I, I had time to play a game and I actually played a different game and I'll talk about that later, but um, I did not play anything Mario yet either. Nick. I did not. I did oh, not. we're so bad. We all, okay. We that's the end of the Nintendo dads. So we got to yeah, go. Seriously. We didn't play any Mario games. <laughs> so, all right, but let's, let's joking aside, obviously we all are busy, so we didn't have time to do that. So, but as of today, which Mario game is your number one Mario game? What is your number one favorite Mario game that you, that you either like to play or you've liked to play? You go, Jesse. Okay, Third um, kind of going back and forth between Odyssey and 3D World. Okay. Kind of like, I think it's like the, the best... 3D ish, like linear 3D game versus the more open world 3D game. So they both, I liked both of those games. Though I never did finish the second my second run of 3D World on Switch, but I did play. You know, I played it almost to completion on the Wii U. I got to the, or my son unlocked the final world, but I couldn't beat that final world. Okay. But I did. I did beat every other level in the game. Nice. Um, man, it's a tough. It's a tough battle between Odyssey and Galaxy for me. Um, I loved both <laughs> of those games a whole heck of a lot. I'm gonna say Galaxy though. I'm gonna okay. say Galaxy. Um, I just, I just feel Mario's all about like thinking back, and there, there's no Mario game that I don't think back and think, "Wow, that was a lot of fun." But like. I don't know. It was something about the the new notion of movement and running around those those little worlds that was just like it blew my mind. It was like this is so much fun and using the gravity and all the things they did with that game. I just loved. I just loved. I just I just remember having so much fun through the the entire game. So that's the only Mario game I have not been able to play is the Galaxy games. <gasps> I played all the other ones, but not the Galaxy games. <laughs> You're forgetting so I you can't, can play them. Yes, I probably i I have the you know anniversary set or All Stars thing, mm-hmm. so maybe I should play that. So first that's there. probably not the best way to play it, in my opinion. Just because if you're playing it on with with on with a pro controller or on the Switch in handheld mode, you're going to want to use that right stick to control the camera, and that's not what how the game was designed to be played. Okay. It was designed to be played with a Wii Remote Nunchuck, which has one stick. So, if uh, you know, I think I think Galaxy Two might be available on the Wii U eShop. So, if you still have a Wii U hanging around, okay. I don't know if the original one is available, or or it's the other way around. I think one, but not the other. I don't remember. Interesting. But at least okay. on Wii U, you can play with a Wii Remote Nunchuck. Yeah. In fact, I think. In fact, I think you may have to. Or wait and see what they do because it'll play Galaxy it One and Two eventually on the Switch. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, all right, that makes sense. I will have to rectify that at some Rekka point. Says uh, both are available on the Wii U. I think I have Galaxy on the Wii already. I think I have, I have the disc. So, I just never played it. So, <laughs> all right, we've all been there. Yes. So, uh, and for now, I'm going to have to say that um, 
Odyssey is my number right. one game because just I had so much fun playing that and blew my mind and uh in 2017 is a good Mario game. So and um for a long time I really liked the new Super Mario games too as well. So on this on the DS, uh those were some of my favorites as well. So but yeah, Mario Odyssey definitely number one for me. Uh speaking of which, uh there was a question that was brought up by Mecha Dragon. Uh, he said it's Mario day today. Uh, and he wants to know, give us your best super Mario memories of any game. What's your best memory of Mario? All my memories now, like all my favorite memories now in gaming, like just are all, all revolve around the, my kids. Like I just, I don't even know. It's like they all got replaced when I had kids and I started to play games and that became my favorite. Like all there. So for me, it was we had just gotten done playing Kirby All-Stars. Noah was just starting to understand jumping and blah, blah, blah. And um, New Super Mario Deluxe Wii U, whatever. The one that came out on the Switch. Okay. The one that was never going to sell and nobody was going to buy because yes. everybody could have already played. Um I'll be honest, I was on that train. I was like, I'm not buying this game. It doesn't make sense. Why would I have it? Blah, blah, blah. And then I watched one of your guys' uh, um, Let's Plays or whatever, reviews, whatever it was. And you guys were talking about Nabbit and how he was like great for kids and everything. And I was like, ah, that's so good. So I bought that. And watching Noah move from Nabbit to like uh princess like he started to master it so then he went to princess because it's a little bit easier and then and then he was like dad i want to be mario and it was like watching him progress through the characters to just like owning that game by the end i it was that's my favorite memory that's like when he finished that game it was kind of like yeah now he's a 2d platformer guy like he gets it and he's ready for it so yeah fantastic jesse how about you got anything yeah um the, the memory that I, I came up with was the summer of 93 bef- before Super Mario All-Stars was released on the Super Nintendo. Uh, there was a, an event in the Mall of America where they had demo stations set up that you can just show up and play and get, and get, see how the game works. That's you know, cool. Before release. And I, mm-hmm. you know, my, my my uh, one of my friends from high school and I went there, and uh, I just remember having fun. And I think that was, I I, t- I remember talking with someone. I don't know if it was a local reporter or just a Nintendo rep asking what my thoughts were, but uh, I so I talked with someone about it, and uh, I I think the thing, you know, I thought it was really cool seeing the old games in the new art art, art newer art style, with the ability to, to save your progress for the first time. Which nice. Is, uh, so that's good. And then, of course, when the game came out, I bought it and played the hell out of it. Yes. But I, I love you know, Mario. All-Stars that was like the, the I think that was one of the f- first times I did, like, I was able to go to a preview event held by Nintendo. That's cool. That's when it all started. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nice. So, one of my memories, one of my favorite memories involves one of my kids as well. So um, I'll say this one for Sammy. Um, My favorite memory is him getting his Nintendo switch for Christmas in 2017. And he got the, the Mario Odyssey switch. And I, 
I believe I shared this video. It's I shared it on TikTok and I think I shared it in the community. It's on my personal YouTube page. Uh, but his reaction is like the, you know, the N64 kid, I think that was screaming and stuff like that. Sammy blows that kid out of the water. He <laughs> loses his freaking mind is going bonkers. Cause, and all I gave him was the one of the joy cons because the, he un- I wrapped one Joy-Con separately from the rest and I didn't wrap the switch because I did what we try to tell every parent to do when you're giving their kids a new system and all that kind of stuff. You take care of that stuff, get it started up and charged and updated and all that stuff before you give it to the kid. So I said, screw this. I'm just going to put it all together and I'm just going to wrap one Joy-Con. And give it, and I did this for Sophie too. Sophie got hers the same year. They both, both kids got it. We, we were fortunate enough that year to be able to get two switches. So I'll say that. Um, um, but, um, yeah, so I both, they, they unwrapped one side of their Joy-Con and Sophie was sitting next to Sam and just, he's losing his mind because he got one Joy-Con because he's like, obviously he knows where this is going. And yeah. I jokingly, I said, nope, that's all you get is one Joy-Con <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> You'll get the rest throughout the rest of the year. Uh, but no, I was like, you, you know, <laughs> you get one Joy-Con. But he's like, what, what? And then, you know, he's looking around. And But while I'm saying that, you, off camera, I'm grabbing the Switch out of a box in, in the Mario case. And I handed it to him. And he starts screaming and losing his freaking mind. That's so cool. But as soon as, you know, I, he when he got that, he's ADHD. So he was super focused on Mario Odyssey playing that game. I let him play mine for a few times and stuff like that, but I knew he was getting that for Christmas. So I didn't want to play too much, but he's super focused playing it all through is, you know, during the Christmas break and all that kind of stuff. And I, I don't remember how quickly he beat it, but he beat it pretty quickly. He beat it before I did. I know that. So that, that was one of my memory, favorite memories, Mario memories there. So Great stories, guys. And thanks for that question. As always, Mecha Dragon always giving us good content here as question, as far as questions go. But with that, that's what we've been discussing. Now let's move on to events. All right, real quick, I just want to mention that, as always, a reminder that dinner table is every third Friday of the month. And this month is the same. We'll have it on, uh, what is that? The 18th. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the 18th at 10 PM, uh, Eastern daylight time. So, <laughs> cause it's after the, uh, this weekend. About now, that so, one, huh? Yeah. Cause this weekend is the, uh, we bounce forward or spring forward, excuse me. Um, uh, so, but yes, it's going to be the third Friday. We're going to be, it's a show and tell uh, dinner table where we're going to be, everybody who joins in can share some of their favorite collectibles, talk about different stories about those things. And I know we've been discussing it a little bit further in the, in our community at discord community that we'll probably be talking about star Wars, especially since the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, teaser trailer dropped. So we'll probably be talking about that as well. <laughs> <laughs> so just a reminder, don't forget if you're a Patreon uh, or a Twitch subcri- subscriber, you can join us in our Discord uh, at 10 p.m. on the third Friday and hang out and talk stuff. And with that, 
let's take a break for a moment and uh, talk about Manscaped. All right. This is going to be fun because I don't usually do the reads. Justin is usually doing this. So bear with me. I'm going to try not to crack up on some of these things I'm going to say. All right. I'm trying not to be, I'm not going to turn off the middle school, Tim here. All right. Middle school, 12 year old to 15 year old brain. I'll screw it. I'm still going to laugh. Who cares? Anyway, splish splash. I was taking a bath and I noticed I have beautiful balls. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in below the waist hygiene are tuning men's shower dreams into the favorite routine with all new ultra premium collection. This all-in-one hygiene skin and hair bundle is designed to upgrade the everyday man's shower routine from head to toe. Your skin, hair, and balls deserve this. Save big by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, NINDADS, for that 20% off and free shipping. Now, here's some things to think about. And I like to talk about this because some, some of us need this. We need the the hygiene routine, right? There's they have given us a five-step program for this. They give us five steps to think about to do their, their routine, the manscaped shower routine. One, lather on the cologne-infused ultra-premium body wash with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean and moisturized all day. Two, hair care. Wash that up, lather it up, apply the two-in-one shampoo and conditioner that cleanses and nourishes in one step. Step three, once you hop out of the shower, protect yourself from body odor by applying the Manscaped aluminum-free deodorant. Step four, have tattoos or dry skin. Let's hit your skin with the hydrating body moisturizing spray. And step five, apply the Manscaped lip balm because you can't forget those lips, especially, you know, when you're kissing your spouse or significant other, you know, they would probably appreciate that. No dry, no dry lips. Last but not least, don't forget about taking care of uh, under the belt with Lawn Mower 4.0 electric trimmer to clean off any unwanted body hair. Um, the Lawn Mower 4.0 is waterproof, so you, you bet it's a major key to the new shower routine. So don't forget to throw that in there too. Guys, do you have any Manscaped things that you prefer to use or wear? I think, Nick, you were talking about this, that you may not use a lot of products, but you like one thing. And that is, yeah, I, I like the underwear. I really do. I was like, uh, you know, you guys were, were, when you first started, I was like, Hey, uh, went on there. I was like, I don't know about all this stuff, but I was like, Hey, you know, they say this underwear is amazing. I'm going to give it a shot. It really is. It's great. I love it. Yes. So. Sammy agrees with you too. Cause I got him some too. <laughs> nice. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's no, feeling I'm... pretty grown up having those things on. So I bet Jesse. <laughs> Yeah, I just recently uh, placed an order to you know pick up some of the products that everyone's been talking about that I haven't yet tried for myself. So, like the deodorant that you mentioned, the lip lip balm that you mentioned, and then it, after I placed my order, it uh, said, "Hey, if you want to get three three set, sets of boxers, it it in the normal prices blah will cut the price down to this. It was like sixty percent off or something." So I'm like, sure. So I picked up three sets of boxers too. So I haven't <laughs> received them all yet. I literally ordered them like two or three days ago. But nice. Uh, yep. I'm I'm gonna be picking up some more underwear too because those suckers are comfortable. So, yeah. but 
And that's when I get to use the Nindads codes because I can get 20% off and free shipping with that code at manscaped.com. So don't forget about that. And thanks again to Manscaped for sponsoring us for the Nintendo Dads and our community. Jesse, back to you. I hate you all. Yeah, Robo Jesse's still charging from last week, so you I have to do it the old way. Uh, Pokemon Go events this week. This, the Festival of Colors 2022 global event starting on March 15th at 10 a.m. local time through March 20th at 8 p.m. During the event, trainers will get a surprise encounter each day when a snapshot is taken. Oricorio, the dancing Pokemon, makes his Pokemon Go debut. The Oricorio you encounter will be different depending on where in the world they are caught. Bale style will appear in Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. Pom-pom style will appear in the Americas which, of course, I think is the worst of the designs, and that's the one I'm stuck with. <laughs> Pa'au style will appear in Africa, Asia, Pacific, and Caribbean islands, and Sensu style will appear in the Asia-Pacific region. Rockwolf will, will remain in one-star raids, Therian-formed Tornadus will return to five-star raids, and Mega Lapani will return to Mega raids. When I saw, th- when I saw that uh, Tornadus was returning, um, excuse me. My first thought was, are they going to re reintroduce those, the you know the tornadoes, landers, etc., and then end with introduc- introducing enamorous? I will. I'm not. That's what's in speculating? What's in that? Who? What's Pokemon Enamorous? <laughs> it's a new Pokemon part that's in Legends. Okay. It's kind of, you know, the trio. It, it was originally a duo, and then it turned into a trio. and then Oh, okay, a, that's right. All right. And then now it's a quartet. Okay. That's right. But that's just me speculating. I have no idea if that'll happen. <laughs> I will be very happy if I'm right, though. It's always fun to have a new Pokemon to catch. Nice. Do you, Jesse, do you know all the names? Do you ever have to like, like look up a name, like how to, how to pronounce a name of a Pokemon or do you all just the like, time, no. especially if it's like a okay gen five or a, a, a game I d- didn't play. Like, like I never played gen five. I, I never played gen three. So I didn't know those Pokemon when they came out. I, I didn't play the end game of gen six or gen eight. So a lot of these new other, all those Pokemon that came out, I've never, I've never seen before. In fact, the, uh, the Pokemon that spawned in legends in the ice region that, uh, you know, it looks like a little, like a, an ice stalagmite that evolves into this larger flat top thing. I thought that was a new Pokemon. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay. nope, that was part of the last gen. <laughs> <laughs> I just have never seen it before because I never played that far in the game. Interesting. Okay, that's interesting. I always wondered. I always want, when I when I'd hear your Pokemon, I'd be like, "Is he just like no? There's like a thousand of them. Like, how does he know how to pronounce a thousand Pokemon?" I know how to pronounce most of them just because sure. you know uh, I've seen I've been seeing these names for 25 years. But you know yeah, some of sure. these newer ones, like I had to look at Oricorio a few times before and. I actually, before when I was typing up the show notes, I actually had to practice saying that because I don't know if, if a lot of these names I will read them to myself in my head. But well, I, yeah, I yeah, was, that makes. Sense. I, you, you never say it out loud. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. I can understand like no like being like, oh yeah, I I know that I've seen this first that name, I know what it is, but yeah, to not actually be able to say it. Yeah, you know, early earlier on I used to watch the anime. But, you know, I haven't seen the anime since X and Y. So Mm-hmm. Again, so I don't have that reference of the character speaking the names. Sure. All right. Well, speaking of games that we play, let's talk about the games we've been playing. And with that music, and as always, as we do around here for the Nintendo Dads, we let our guests go first and talking about the games they've been playing. Me? Um, no, thanks. Um, I have <laughs> been playing Breath of the Wild, which pretty much I chatted about. Um, Elden Ring, which we we fairly we we touched on enough, I think. I mean, I've I've been playing that. Uh, well, I I got it at launch and I've been playing it now for on and off a couple of weeks. Not. Not a ton. It'll be a game that I like pick at, I think, which you can because there isn't a real straight story. So you can kind of just, you know, be like, oh, I think I'll jump in there and see if I can die a lot. And uh, and I probably will. <laughs> um, so. So, yeah, there's that. Um, I played far. Fa- I played and beat. I played and beat uh, uh, far changing tides. And, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to eat my words on our next podcast. So I'll just eat them here. Man, that ends. That ends with a real with a real humdinger if you've played them both. So yes, I'm looking forward to playing um, this one now too for sure. I've I've yeah. I've already bought it. It's on my Switch. I'm ready to play. Especially it's only like I posted in our community. It's only five and a half hours long. It says and, yep. and how how long to beat. So yep, one I'll probably t- try to do knock out over the weekend. So take a break from Breath of the Wild and do that. So looking forward yep. to it. It uh, it still lacks any real like what the hey are you doing throughout the whole thing, but the ending, I'll give it that. Um, and it's very pretty, and uh, the music is great, and uh, you you know you're kind of in a ship, and so you submerge a lot, and man, the whole thing just looks pretty, and they they do a good job with the feel of you in this boat submerging and blah blah. blah. So it's good. Um, played that. I played the Kirby demo. I don't know if I played it. My kids played it and I was there. So I'm going to say I played it. Um, but uh, <laughs> they absolutely loved it. And not that I don't love Kirby. I do. But they like like I was trying to play it, but they loved it. Um, people keep talking about the fact that there's two modes. My friends, my five year old and eight year old beat the final boss, final boss. I don't know what you want to call it in the demo. Um they beat it on wild mode. So, I mean, I don't know if you want to call it two difficulty modes or not, but it, they, they didn't have any problem on wild mode beating the final boss. Um, but man, that game is so much fun. Like there's just nothing else you can say about it, but fun. And I, yeah. I can't wait to play it. What I've heard about it. You know, I haven't played it myself, so I don't know for sure is the second mode isn't necessarily harder, but it lets you play the, with the powered up abilities, which in fact may make it easier. Oh, well, see, there you I didn't even know that. Um, <laughs> so maybe so maybe we were playing it easier and I thought we were playing it harder. I don't know. Um, yeah, but it it is just fun. Like it's one of it's that it's got that Mario feel where you just like smiling the whole time and just really loving life while you're playing. 
Just like Elden Ring. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Going from Elden Ring to a Kirby game has got to be an experience too in yeah. itself. Yeah, that's you, you need that. Um, <laughs> and I think that's pretty much it. That, those are the those are the three. I got I got Guardians of the Galaxy loaded up. I'm really excited about this. Uh, it's out on Game Pass now. Going to start that uh, tomorrow. So. Uh, so, I'm excited yeah. because I found out I can play it in the cloud, which means I can play yep. it on my phone. And, but again, I'm trying to stay away from these type of games until <laughs> yeah. I can get uh-huh. through Breath of the Wild. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'm excited for Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not a big superhero kind of guy. This is kind of like one of those awesome Game Pass moments where it was like, this was really cool that it came. I don't know much about this game at all. I don't really know what it feels like, what it looks like. I know very little other than that Drew and Marty both loved it. And it was like, well, why wouldn't I give it a shot? You know, see what yeah. it's like. Yeah. And Justin played it too. And I think he really liked it too. So I think he played it on the switch. Yep. He did the cloud version. So awesome. Which again, probably not the optimal way to play it, but if it's the only way to play it. <laughs> yep. All right, Jesse, what you've been playing. All right, so I, I, continue, I talked about Voice of Cards, The Forsaken Maiden, a bit last week. I got further in. I'm at the end of Chapter 4. I don't think this is the final boss, because I remember in the first game, I was max level when I got to the final boss, which I think is level 30. I am, like, 24, 25, so I'm nowhere near the max yet. And okay. the boss I'm at is now is pretty difficult. So I don't know if I, if I just need to think of a different strategy or grind a little bit, but you know, I put, I put that game down for a bit to, to play, to play the next game I'll talk about. But you know, before I do see, just like the first game that this game has issues. Okay. Uh, at least it's not crashing. At least not yet. Like the first low, game, low was, the first game crashed on me twice near the end game. In fact, one of them was during the final boss in a section where I couldn't save for the last half hour. So I had to play that entire half hour again. Oh, geez. That's that's a breaker for me. So, But the, prob- <laughs> the biggest problems I have with this game is the transitions are, from scene to scene are seem slower than, than they need to be. Like the, the cards will deal out and then it like sits there for like four seconds before I can actually do anything. I'm like, that... So the, I, I did notice that there was a patch that just dropped, we, 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 you know, half hour ago when I, when I checked the eShop. Mm-hmm. The game got an update, so I'm not sure what it updated, but so, well, hopefully maybe some of those fixes. <laughs> yes. The other problem that I noticed is the audio. The It was like outtakes in the game. You know, at, at least six or eight times in my playthrough. Okay. And I, I tweeted about it last week when I saw the third one. And I'm like, I don't know if these are outtakes or if they're intentionally in as a joke. But if if they are intentional, you'd think they'd play with it, go, you know, go more all in on it. But they're not. So it's hard to tell. And then James Jones from like yesterday or the day before from Nintendo World Report, tweeted almost the exact same thing word for word. Like, I'm hearing outtakes, and I don't know if they're legit or if, they were, <laughs> if they're legit outtakes or if they were meant to be put in. Right. So 
and I, I replied with, I said the same thing a week ago, and he, he shared that as well. So he goes, see, I'm not the only one. <laughs> so it's just, I'm not crazy. Really gets you out of it. Like he'll, he'll, he'll like start reading a sentence and then stop and then just start over again. A few, once or twice, he actually comments on his mispronunciation. And then before he starts over. So that's why I don't think these are like, Somebody I just plopped in the audio. I was like, oh, he recorded this. So I'm going to drop it and yeah. didn't edit it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this, that's there's, funny. There's audio, there's their voice manager or whatever they call it. And needs to give, you know, these, these audios uh, another edit and edit through. Okay. Oh. Crazy. That is interesting. Yeah. So, can you ca- can have you, did you capture like do a screen re- capture? Oh, oh yeah, I, I think I put two of them on Twitter. Did you? Okay, I like, have to find like, that. Yeah, so there's their videos, so so you can hear hear it. Sweet, I I, I gotta see that. <laughs> that yeah, sounds the, hilarious to me. The other game I played is I replayed Dragon Quest One again because of you know the uh, retro logic is kind of starting up a second show it's you know it it, it it so like this episode was the pilot episode they basically pick a game and then kind of do a retroactive on it so kind of like what we used to do with retro rewind but th- this show i think is that's all the show is going to be they're, they're planning on doing one every other week or every month or so they don't even know if what the title is going to be yet we just kind of gave it a gave it a fake name you know, project blah blah blah, and then I said, "Yeah, it'll probably still just be called blah blah blah, like yeah. Traveler and Triangle Strategy." <laughs> anyway, so but so yeah, Dragon Quest was the game that we talked about. We did did about an hour and a half recording yesterday, deep diving the gameplay, the background, the story, the music, and a few a few things. Nice. So, you know, I, I mentioned it before when we we first heard about this project a few months ago. I replayed, I played Dragon Quest One on the Switch which was my first time playing that particular version. Okay. Because, you know, I, when I bought Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3, when Dragon Quest 11 was released in 2019, I had just finished playing the Dragon Quest 1 on Game Boy Color. So I wasn't ready to replay it again. Right. Too too soon. <laughs> yeah. So that was my first time playing it on the Switch. So okay. last week they said, okay, I want to record this week. I'm like, okay, I'll... I'll I'll give the game another replay so it's fresh in my head, knowing that it's only took me about eight eight hours to play through it. Okay. So I was like, I can do this in a weekend or, or two or three sittings. So but I wanted to play a version that I hadn't tried before. So I kind of searched for what's the best version of the game? And the 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 res- overall result was the Super Famicom version. Which never had an, an official North American release. Okay. But there is a fan translation. Oh. So I, I got a hold of that and installed it on my NES Classic and played it that way. Nice. So it, it it's it's kind of what you'd expect it to be. It takes the, the original Famicom game, buffs up the, the, the sound and the graphics, a lot like Super Mario All-Stars, like I mentioned earlier, and, and then... This is the same game. And they did streamline a few things. Like in the original game, if you wanted to go up or down stairs, you walked on the stairs and then had to choose the stairs option. 
Now you can just walk okay. on the stairs and do it. Okay. Yeah, but it's uh, since this is the first remake of you know of many future remakes, it doesn't have all the quality of life features that you'd see on the Switch version or the mobile version. So like, like current versions, pretty much the, the A button is context sensitive. If you're near a person, you'll talk. If you're near a chest, you'll open it. If you're standing on a, a space that has a hidden item, you'll search it and find the item. But this one still has, if if you, you, have, you have to choose the talk option, you have to choose the search option. At least they okay. took the take the take option away and kind of merged it with search for opening chests, so it, you can see the progression if you've played all the versions between the NES, a little upgrade to the Super Nintendo, and then more upgrades to what's now in the on the okay. Switch. And as okay. as playing again, it took me about eight hours to play through it. Uh, rolled credits on it, and as we were talking about it last night, I'm thinking. I'm probably want to, wanting to replay it now on Dragon Quest Two because just like the Game Boy version that has one and two on one cart, okay. Super the Super Famicom version has one and two in one cart. Oh, okay. So, and I you made play... it sound so easy, like oh yeah, I just went and downloaded it to my classic and played it. It's like I, know, it I, know, like I thought it was that like too. nothing. It's like wait a minute, I'm still trying to figure out how to update my Super NES classic so I could add more games to it. <laughs> well, the process is similar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. So I might play that. And I also thought, yeah, you know, we were talking about the end of the game. You, the Dragon Lord gives you a choice. You know, join me and we'll give you half the world. And then you're supposed to say no, obviously. But if you say yes, you know, in the original version, the game will actually like fade to black and will soft lock and you have to reset that the game. And then later <laughs> versions, it'll actually pretend it'll go like back into the the main castle and you like like you're waking up from a dream so like no that didn't really happen <laughs> so until you eventually say no okay but you know if, if you remember dragon quest Bu- builders that is pretty much this is what happens if the hero said yes ah okay that's and right I kind of wanted to try to play that again okay yeah, dragon but, quest builders yeah one or two or both well, the the first Dragon Quest Builders is like a sequel, quote unquote, to Dragon Quest One, and the Dragon Quest Builders Two is based off of Dragon Quest Two. So, oh, and that's the one. If you say no, yeah, the that's first the... the first one, okay. the first Dragon Quest Builders is what happens if the hero said yes. Okay. Okay. So gotcha. So I got possible with the next game, next big Switch game coming out in April for me that, that I have my eye on. I have a few weeks, but I still have a backlog of things in the switch I want to play. And then I, I downloaded guardians of the galaxy. I might give that a play. I want to give that a play. So I still have a lot of things. I'm not sure if I'll get to these backlog, other dragon quest backlog games, but uh, those are games what I'm going to want to replay at one point. What is the thing in April? I'm trying to think. Uh, Chrono cross, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, so, across April 7th. Nice. Okay. Uh, so for me, it's uh, what I've talked about already, and a lot of people saw me do over this past weekend uh, during the Gaming for Guru session. Uh, my session on Saturday, I played 
Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with the community, which was a lot of fun. Uh, just again, it's so much fun just to get in there. And I really hadn't set up anything. Usually I just join somebody else like Sean Capri when he's doing Mario Kart and stuff, joining him or if Marty's doing it or, you know, any, anybody else who sets it up, I just join. And I, I've never set one up myself with the community. So that was fun figuring that all out, setting up the doing, just coming in and doing the online play and just having friends join, which was really easy. Uh, unfortunately for anybody else who wasn't my friend, friend on the switch i had to wait until they sent me a friend request and then kind of stop the game and start that all over again just so i could come go out add the new friend so that they could come and join uh i just wish there was so much i wish there was an easier way for that but just it was still a lot of fun to be able to do that and then i set up a tournament uh did a battle the battle one which was really fun too like we did um mario kart uh the versus battles or whatever they're called, the battle modes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and balloon. we did tournament. Yeah. With the balloons and the uh, shine and. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Shine. Yep. Um, coin collecting. Um, so that was just so, oh, so much fun. So I can't wait till these new courses come out. So we're going to, I think we're gonna have a lot of fun in the community when we do some Mario Kart, more Mario Kart uh, nights or whatever. Um, and of course more breath of the wild, getting to where I was, what we talked about already, uh, trying to get prepared for the second divine beast, uh, the bird one. Uh, actually, I was going to ask you, Nick and Jesse too, uh, for both of you guys, if you were, uh, if you remember how, how many hearts do you actually have to have in order to go against the divine beast? Cause right now I have like seven or eight hearts. Should I be getting more hearts to go up against a divine beast or definitely it just... helps. I think I beat okay. the first one with only five, but uh, yeah, the, um, there's the, definitely the more, the better. I have meals yeah. that'll give me the, the yellow hearts to add on to the extra hearts. So I I've done that. Uh, I used them all up and I had to make more when I was fighting that mini uh, guardian, but trying to figure out how to battle again. But uh Again, I thought that was a good, it was a good learning lesson for me, even though uh, Ebisel said it was sad and I'm never going to let him let that down. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> so anyways. All right. So yeah, I'll, I'll probably, I don't want to necessarily leave where I'm at to go build up hearts. I'm going to use the yellow hearts, but after I'm done, hopefully if I successfully beat this divine beast, I'll, I'll go. Yeah. You're, you're probably going to have to grind out some shines. Okay. I'll try to get some more hearts and, uh, and that's what got me in trouble though. Is like, I was grinding out shrines, trying to collect a bunch of stuff from the beginning and just before I fought divine beast, but then yeah. we'll see. We'll you'll, see. You, you'll, you'll want them or almost need them by the time you get to the end. Yeah. I, I I'll I let you know how my, I have one whole row. I don't know how many this is. I have one whole row and three at the bottom for the second row. I think that's 13. I think you can go 20 minutes. 13. Okay. Yeah. So I have 13 at the moment. So I'll let you know how hard or easy. Okay. My, uh, my final playthrough is. So yeah. I remember with, before with, the DLC came out, which lets you get additional hearts. Um, I, you, you can't have maximum stamina and maximum hearts. So you got to, so for most of the game, I picked maximum stamina and was at like 17 or 18 hearts. And then when I got to like the end, the final 
boss, I, I swapped them to have as many hearts as they can get. Oh, um, yeah, and, you got to go to that oracle thing, don't you? That little, like, yeah. statue. Yeah, I totally forgot about that guy. Mm. Okay. Uh, I also okay. realized I have five spirit orbs just that I'm hanging on to, which is probably at least another heart. I don't know how many orbs you need for a heart. Four orbs to convert. Yeah, so I could have another heart. I just, I got to the castle and I I did the, there's a shrine right before the castle. And I was like, you have five of these down. I was like, "Mm." I was like, well, I'm I'm here now. I don't know if I can get back. So I'm just going to stay here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Again, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun with the game, of course. So, um, so any new games that I play are going to be smaller games. I'm not going to be playing any big games unless there's something that comes along that I just like, okay, I'm going to have to set aside breath of the wild and I have to play this other thing, but smaller games, <laughs> yeah, the smaller games. I'm definitely going to play. Cause I want to play uh far changing tides for sure. Uh, I'll set aside, you know, a block of time, just knock that out. So and I also have to play the uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land demo because I'm wanting to check that out as well. So uh, besides those two games over the weekend, I haven't been able to play anything till more recently where I did a video on the Pinball FX3, uh, Indiana Jones Pinball Adventure. Uh, the uh, it's, a, it's a pinball game on the Switch. And if you've played any of the pinball games, the, it's the Zen Studios pinball games, and they are phenomenal. I love, I have the star Wars ones, uh, which are a lot of fun. It, it plays as close as you can get to playing a, you know, real life pinball table as you possibly can get. You can even play it in, uh, you know, portrait mode, um, and use the flip grip type thing. If you have one of those, um, and if you don't, I'm, we might have one somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> An extra one we can give away. I, I <laughs> so. don't think I, I think I, I think I gave them. Did all you give them all away? Year. Okay. Uh, all I right. I had four that I think I gave them all away last year. All right. For extra and they might still sell them. I don't know, but I know they don't have any for the OLED. But with, I did discover, and in the video, I did use the flip grip with the uh, pinball game and had no problem because you can change the orientation so that the OLED can still slide into the flip grip without hitting the volume buttons, which was really nice. So uh, again, if you're a pinball, if you love pinball games and you don't mind being able to play them on a digit, having a digital experience, this is the way to go, especially it has some history on it and stuff like that. And again, I have a video out that I think dropped today uh, on my experience with it. And actually I recorded it with my uh, cell phone. So I didn't do the uh, screen capture way. I did it with my phone because I wanted to show what it looked like in Tate mode uh, and converting it that way and playing it that way and stuff like that. So different experience in the video and hopefully it comes off that way and not, not everybody, nobody's disappointed in how I did that. So, uh, and then today I got the code for Chocobo GP, the uh, Square Enix's cart game. Uh, if you want to call it a cart game, it's a racing game for Square Enix uh, Final Fantasy characters. And Jesse, I think there's some things in there. Yeah, I don't know. You like Final Fantasy games, so there might be some things in there that you might yeah. like. Early ones, yeah. Yes. Uh, so, uh, but anyways, it's it's been interesting to play. I only I'm only played like the first couple chapters in the in a story mode. I bet they have it, the talk about theme though. Yes, yes, they do. And uh, also some Final Fantasy themes, especially when you win the race. 
you get the did, 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 like the Final Fantasy seven version of the that's the way it sounds to me at least because that's the version that's the final fantasy i played <laughs> the most yeah i don't i i, I like six too much that the, the i don't like how set they, what they did with the fanfare with seven okay so but it, it's pretty fun so far it it's it does have some challenges it does have not saying the game has challenges i mean it's challenging so the game has got some challenging parts to it and so it's like the story mode isn't just a breeze in some cases and it, it's just because i'm trying to get used to the controls because i'm so used to mario kart controls so they are slightly different they put their own spin on things um there's no way i'm going to be able to translate what you have to do very well with the final fantasy or square enix type names they have for some of these mechanics like some of the crystals you have to collect, they have names for those. Um, like do they there's have different a spell upgrade system, like fire? yes, because you you can go fire, to fire, fire and Firaga. Exactly. So <laughs> maybe I should have you on with me so you can translate this stuff <laughs> with me when I stream. Um, so, anyways, there is a lot of that. There is a lot of uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Um, Easter eggs. So I was trying to think of Easter eggs in the game. I'm sure that I'm that are probably going over my head because I don't play enough of these games. So, um, but you can download the uh, Chocobo GP Lite, which is free to download. So you can try it out yourself uh, and even use it to race against other people who have the full version of Chocobo GP. So uh, I put that information out into our community to, to see if by the time I'm ready to stream the game, a let's play of it. If anybody has the light version downloaded, they could join me during the stream and uh, get a game going to see what it's like in that regard. So yeah, let you can me know uh, before you, and I'll probably join you if I'm, a, if I'm free. Okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm looking to hopefully get, do it maybe tomorrow night for sure. Saturday. So right, I'll be, I'll be, I'll, I'll download the client. Okay, they have you can play the story mode, the prologue up in the light version. So because it get it basically, it's just a tutorial. Essentially, it teach you how to do the basics of the race. So, uh, but again, you can you can it says uh, light version is uh, the light version players can play the story mode and participate in both local and online multiplayer. So if a bunch of you got if everybody if you have multiple switches in your house and a couple people download the light you can race each other local mode as well but again everything is limited i still and like then, it when games try to do that which you know go, yeah i mean goes, it's really cool goes back yes. to the old nintendo ds download play yes and uh it does carry over anything you do in that game does carry over when you do buy the game as well so anything you collected uh anything and everything that you collected, any of the story you complete carries over into the uh, actual game when you buy it. So um, just started my download. <laughs> so it's you multitasker. <laughs> so again, uh, if you're in our community, uh, just keep an eye on the uh, let's play channel. I've been, po- I posted a uh, thread in there about the game. So 
uh, spider shan said he was gonna try to join too so um that's what i've been playing so with that let's move on in the community spotlight And that beautiful sound brings us to the point of the show where we highlight our guest, Nick, from Game Pass News. Tell us about Game Pass News and everywhere people can find you and listen to you. Oh, well, thanks for thanks for having me on and uh, chatting uh, Zelda and Elden Ring and all that fun stuff. So, uh, Mario, I really appreciate it. Uh, Game Pass News, I, I'm co-host with Sean Abbott uh from the uk side of things and we uh we just talk about all things game pass all things xbox uh whatever it is we run a weekly show you can get us wherever you can find a podcast we're also on twitch and twitter and the youtubes and all that fun stuff and uh we're we're, all of it is at game pass news one word at game pass news um or if there's not an ad in front of it just game pass news whatever um (laughs) so yeah that's where you find us and and we're uh we're just chatting all things uh, Xbox. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff or what's going on with Game Pass and you have trouble keeping up with it because there's always stuff coming and going and leaving and there's new perks and there's blah, 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 blah. Uh, we'll keep you apprised on uh, on what's happening. Um, and then we, uh, you know, try to every once in a while get some Let's Plays in, do some stuff on our Twitch and stuff like that. So that's what we do. And that is... Uh... Game Pass News, again, is on your podcast feeds, and you guys also have it on Twitch where you can watch it there. Um, mm-hmm. that, that you guys are part of the Nintendo Dads podcast family, which is awesome, along with the Dads After Dark show and the Retro Logic show, which is pretty cool. So, And we'll talk about those shows shortly. One thing I want to shout out is, again, uh, we're talking about community in this part. Uh, the Nintendo Pals, uh, thanks for rating us. I see that there that you guys rated us. I, um, I've been trying to keep an eye on the chat here. Uh, but as always, you guys pop in here and and provide us uh, and come hang out, which is pretty cool. And thanks for everybody else who's been hanging out with us. Um, again, Mecha Dragon and Regular Dad. I noticed here you said something about I enjoyed Metroid Pinball. I love Metroid Pinball. If they could bring Metroid Pinball to the Switch and allow me to play that in Tate mode, I will be so happy. <laughs> Again, it'll be it's Metroid, it's Pinball, and that game is a blast. I I I have that game still too, and every now and then I I fire it up on my 3DS. So, um, and everybody else too. Who else did I miss? We got Andros in here from the Nintendo Pals. Again, thanks for rating us, Caesar. What's up, dude? He's always around when I'm doing stuff. Uh, Miz, thanks for popping in with Pikachu there and saying hi. Mecha Dragon with all kinds of comments. I'm so sorry. I can't keep up with your comments. Um, uh, and then Hamo and Johnny with Fireball for the win. We were talking about the Fireball there, Nick. So Better believe it. And Ebisel, no way I'm going to make it through this thing. Ebisel's there, too. So listen to me rip on him for the comment there. <laughs> And everybody else who stopped by, if I missed you there and or didn't you didn't hear me mention you earlier, I apologize. But thanks to the community for always coming in and supporting us and being here. Um, and Nick, thanks again for j- hopping on and joining us too and talking all that stuff uh, with us. So always a pleasure. Thanks for having me, man. 
Again, we were talking about the family of podcasts. Not only do we have the Game, Game Pass News crew, which they actually just did episode 43, which you guys were talking about Steam Deck uh, and the PC Game Pass has a new home. Uh, Twitch is back on Xbox dashboard and first thoughts on Eldering, which you shared a lot of your thoughts here with us. And of course, the things you guys love that you've seen in, in the Game Pass. So if you're overwhelmed by Game Pass, for sure, go check out these guys so that you can get kind of help. Uh, they will kind of weed through the stuff and help you find some cool, cool stuff to play. We try. We try. <laughs> also, we have Retro Logic. So if you're a retro fan, this is the place to go. Go listen to Dat Fast John and Sam and usually Dan, but not this past week. They This past week, they had special guest Hambo and Johnny, who's also in our chat still, like I said. He was a host uh, on episode 73, who's also going to be a guest host on our show this next week. So look forward to seeing Hambo and Johnny join us next week. Uh, but until then, he's go listen to him and the Retrologic crew on episode 73 talk about uh, their favorite 3DS games, Wii U and eShop games, since that's going away, and why we don't talk about sports games. So they don't talk about sports games because Chris, Chris HL is not on there or I'm not on there. That's why they don't talk about sports games. Oh, I thought that was a Disney song. Sorry. I was so confused. We don't talk about Maybe. Bruno. Sorry. My bad. I couldn't help. Yeah, that's a different That's a different thing. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. And Let then, of course, last but not certainly least is our Dad's After Dark show with Drew and John. They dropped a mini uh, so dropped uh, and they talk about who the hottest video game character is. And they also talk about voting for your favorite to see who makes it to the final three way. And if you know the Dads After Dark show, you know where they're going with that. So uh-huh. help the votes and you become a lucky voter uh, who could win $20 in eShop credit. So, and by the way, the votes, do you know what they're calling it? The bracket? Because it's oh, March. I do. March Madness. They're calling it the booty bracket. Yes, <laughs> the booty bracket. People will have the opportunity to vote the hottest video game characters of all time and a chance to win eShop cash. Like I said, 20 bucks there. And don't forget for all of our community who participates in the dads after dark shows, monthly mayhem, since they've been doing that for years for us, I feels like years. It's been years, right? Cause it started off with Absolutely tournaments. Absolutely years. It's so been many years. years. <laughs> <laughs> so monthly mayhem ends March 12th for this upcoming session. Uh, went from February 22nd to March 12th. Get in your Mario Party Superstars uh, screenshots so you can get what you need to get for the four different games that you can play. So uh, details are in the Monthly Mayhem channel under the Dad's After Dark Show category. So if you haven't been playing already, I don't know if you can catch up or not, but you have until the 12th, which is it's after midnight now, so you got one more day. <laughs> so get to it get to those guys and then listen to them awesome show and don't forget to go to any of these podcasts and drop their reviews for them too as well especially if you're a listener those reviews help them uh for people other people new people to find them so don't forget about that with that let's move on to our own community and their questions which again they're always good at providing us questions 
Um, first question comes from email from Brad. Uh, greetings. I found your show about a month ago. I can't thank you enough for reigniting my love for gaming. I'm 44. I felt like there was no voice representing me in the gaming community. Lots of incredible talent, just not aimed at a dad with teenage daughters and a lifelong love for Nintendo. I love the show and you all are just great at reminding all I love about video games. Hoping to get involved in the community and can't wait to see what 2022 has in store. Um, Brad, thank you very much for the com the comments. And I think we've seen you in the community already helping out there. So um, thank you so much for that. It helps boost uh, our uh, wanting to do this, you know, always getting that kind of feedback. So, uh, and not thinking we're just talking to, um, you know, the wall or something. The wall of the land <laughs> of the internet. Or just, you know, and especially for people who've been here for years, we appreciate them for being there too. And, but always uh, enjoy hearing that feedback, to, especially when someone new comes in. So, and we look forward to you and being part of the community. So, and moving on questions from the Patreon. So Brolin, I've been playing through Breath of the Wild again for my second run and taking my time with the game. See, he's going through a second run, Nick, and we're, you know, we're just finishing or you're just, just finishing and there. I'm still going. So I'm absolutely loving it. It makes me even more excited for the sequel. My question is, why do you think Link has long hair in the trailer for two while having the normal haircut in another part of the trailer? Is this the same Link? Will there be a time jump either forward or backward till the story? To me, he doesn't look like the same character with the different hair and clothing. What do you guys think? What's your thoughts and feedback on that? I think I remember it's been a while since I watched the trailer, but I think yeah, I remember there was a difference. They were careful to not show his face. Yes. So I think there's going to be something distinct about his face. And, but, yeah, I, I think I think this is probably a time skip thing, you know, like Ocarina of Time, where you can go back and forth between being a kid and a teen uh, or a young adult. Uh, think. What if it's like a quantum leap type thing where you are, you leap into the body of your former self or future self? Like, kind of like uh, Assassin's Creed. Okay. Maybe, yeah, something like that, because, too, I guess. Because at least Assassin's Creed is that, but you go through your ancestors versus okay. Quantum Leap was pretty random. But uh, True. Yeah, because there's definitely uh, Skyward, Skyward Sword. Yeah, we see the Skyward that Skyward Sword thing, yeah. So That's... Uh, I, I think there's some sort of time, you know, I, I don't know if it's a time skip or a time jump or a time loop. Some, something's going on. Yes. I uh, I agree. They didn't show Link's face because when he turns around, it is a quantum leap thing, and it's actually going to be Scott Bakula. <laughs> turn around, it's going to be Scott Bakula's face right there. And you're like, oh my god, you're right. Until, until he looks into a mirror and sees Link, right? <laughs> That's right, exactly. Again, <laughs> <laughs> ah! handle it. But why is he wearing the captain's uniform of the Enterprise? Right. <laughs> See, <laughs> mind Just, blown. Wow. Somebody's wow. so much stuff there is that's there's got to be if this game comes out this year the thing is is it going to be enough to be like blow your mind game of the year status to knock off Elden Ring and uh uh Horizon 
Zero Dawn or Forsaken West, you know, those talks of those games being game of the year. So, and then whatever else game comes out that could be game of the year. Yeah, yeah that, that's why they didn't want to announce the title yet because it's going to be back a lot of the wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's definitely something, right? I mean, man, they're so guarded with this game. I mean, there's so, I mean, no title, so like very how they're cutting the trailers is very cryptic i mean yeah M- I, mcu style right mcu style yeah there's definitely something here there's no there's no absolute doubt about that and i mean i'll be honest i've i one of the few zeldas i haven't played is skyward sword so i i, I have that too that's part of the reason i got to get through breath of the wild because i'm going <laughs> to literally jump right into skyward sword after breath that's of the why wild. i didn't buy skyward sword is because i knew i still had breath of the wild to play why why would i buy another zelda game if i didn't beat another one, long one in 3d one that doesn't stop me <laughs> That's a, it yeah. didn't stop me either i'll right. tell you that Jesse. if there's a sale uh, i'll probably pick it up you know but yeah yeah, right. so there's definitely there's definitely something there. I don't know what it'll be though. But it's going to be exciting back. to see, and I hope I hope we see it at E3, or and even if it's not at E3, some time at the next at the next uh, direct after that, whatever that might be in August or September or something. But I'm guessing E3 if it's going to be out this year. And Tim, you hush your mouth about if Breath of the Wild comes out because. Not only for like, do I want to see Breath of the Wild two come out this year? I need it to come out this year for our video game that leak. I mean, I got all my eggs in the Breath of the Wild basket. Okay, so if that gets moved, <laughs> I just gotta pack up that tent and go home. I'm done. So all right, all right, all right. We need it to league, come out. Then. It was speaking of the league. It was nice to see Tim get spanked a little bit after having mm-hmm. three bangers. Yeah. yeah, the Babylon Falls Babylon. game. My- that Babylon did fall, let me tell you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll keep bringing on the winners. And then Babylon it, falls. It fell on out. his Elden Ring. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took out one of those three games that were doing really well. So. Also, I was just looking at that. Unfortunately, everybody else agreed with Justin about Aztec because he took that game and it got a 55 yeah. score. So, yeah. unfortunately, uh, yeah, Justin wasn't the only one that thought Aztec was a little sketchy. Yeah. Yes, definitely something. All right. So next Babylon question. Says and, Babylon fail. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Fail. Oh my gosh. And I, I'm I'm enjoying Fantasy Critic too. It's a lot I of fun. Love it. So it is. it's a lot of fun. Hopefully, uh it'll be interesting to see what happens the next time we play it. So so far, so good. A lot of fun. But probably easier to say for me too. Cause uh, yeah, I did have some good picks there. <laughs> so yeah, of course it's fun. Yeah, I'm I've sure somebody out there is saying that in my, I have a lot of iffy picks in mine. Yeah. Oh, well you hit the, you hit the nail on the head with Pokemon. Kudos I, I, man. That, yeah, was awesome. that, that was a good one. That one. I think that's probably why he was the most excited during our direct <laughs> during the, <laughs> yeah. the shit when we watched it, he was like, yes, gen nine, I get points. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I was I was listening to Sean Capri. Sorry, I'll, I'll make this quick. And he he was like, he was like, he said, "This is so dumb, but I want this game to do this because I need it for the I need it to do this <laughs> for the league. Right. I, yes, I shouldn't yeah. care, but I do." And I thought, man, I feel you. That's exactly how I feel. I'm, I'm I'm like listening to the news, and I'm like, no. And I'm like, why do I care this much? But I do. Right. <laughs> That's and, hilarious. I, and someone countered that on me. So there's someone stuck with it. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, same. Justin picked the Babylon fall counter, so he got the mm. points for that. So Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, dang it. So, all right. Thanks for that question, bro. And that was a really cool one to talk about. So, Dad's After Dark Show. Uh, I don't know if this is more aimed towards you, Nick, because the question is, would you rather put in the effort to 100% Elden Ring, kill all bosses and get all trophies, or 100% Animal Crossing, complete all Nook mileage program activities? Um, listen, I'm, I will be dead. I'll be dead honest with you. Neither one of these are going to be fun in the 11th hour. Okay. I mean, you're going to hate either one of these games when you get to the end. Okay. I mean, cause I tried to do Nook Miles and there was a lot of stuff to do. This is yeah. going to shock everybody. This is going to shock everybody. You heard it here first, <laughs> but I think I would rather try to beat all the bosses in Elden Ring. Yeah. Okay. I, I think like if I just put in the time slowly to grind, even if I had to like spend a lot of time grinding up my character, I think I could get more out of that than when, man, when I got down and the only reason I may change my tune because I'm, I'm looking at knowing how, how the animal crossing hundred percent went. And when I got down to those last like six, I was calculating the months that I was going to have to go on every day just to do like one particular task to get the Nook Miles. And, and some of those were going to take me like four or five months. And I would have had to go on every day and do one particular task to get this one thing so that I could just kind of uptick that number until until I uh, until I got that final Nook Mile achievement. So I think Elden Ring, but like I said, I'm going to hate either game by the time. It why, gets why does that 100%ing Animal Crossing with the Nook Miles sound like someone's purgatory or something? Because <laughs> it someone's is. personal hell or something. Yes. Yeah. 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 Hades. yeah. Totally. Right. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I, I was on that train for a while. <laughs> and actually, I think that might have been what like just sunk Animal Crossing for me where I finally was like, I can't do this anymore. There wasn't anything to do but that one goal. And I was like, I'm done. And I'll be honest, I haven't even I haven't even finished the uh, DLC yet. So there you go. I I haven't I haven't touched the DLC. It's all it was there. I just couldn't bring myself to play it. It was like I did my time in Animal Crossing and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I feel that. I feel that a lot, a lot of hours in Animal Crossing. I just couldn't mm-hmm. do it anymore. When I stopped playing back in like July 2020. I, I haven't gone back. <laughs> well, we, yeah, we know that. <laughs> Listen, right. it was a triumph, Jesse, just to get you to buy it. Okay. Yes. Just just that you bought it was victory enough to the dad. Yeah, I, I was a late start. I bought it in, in, in mid-May. So like I, mm-hmm. I, I missed, which is probably a good thing. I missed the whole Easter egg debacle. Yeah, that was. Yes, good... that probably would have turned you off right then and there. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> what is this crap? I'm out of here. All right. Solo something has a question. And by the way, dad's after dark show. Great, great. Uh, would you sure. rather question? That was awesome. Solo something with Obi-Wan Kenobi teaser coming out this week. Do you see yourself as a Jedi, a bounty hunter or a Sith? I'm probably <laughs> somewhere in the middle of Jedi and bounty hunter. 
Your comma. Yes. <laughs> That's okay. That, 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 that was clever. Thank you. I appreciate that. I love it. Jesse pick comma. Okay. No, I get it. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't think I'd have the patience for a to be a Jedi, but I don't have the courage to be a bounty hunter. See, and there's I'm, a choice on here that's not on here, um, and I don't know if it's actually considered part of the current because I'm not deep into it uh, as a lot of people are. But it's what is it? The gray Jedi or the gray? Um, yeah, horse wheelers, where they're like they use both Jedi and Sith force powers yeah you're for basically my understanding is you're force sensitive but you've you know you've never gone under full training of either side so you just picked up things of both sides yeah well uh, but i thought it was all there was a belief system though too where it was uh could be where you you feel like you can use both sides you were able you know there was a purpose behind that and maybe it's maybe there is a different part of the force people that that follows but but of these three i'd probably pick bounty hunter as much as i would love to be a jedi or even a, a, how cool like i'm in darth vader if you can see it back here it's like i got all kinds of darth vader stuff um how cool a sith thing is because they wear all black and have a red lightsaber and those are my two favorite colors but i don't want to be a bad guy so I just I figured, you know, especially with the Mandalorian and, and the return of Boba Fett and how they made him look cool. Um, again, I mean, he was already cool to begin with, but I mean, to give him a story and all that to go with it. So Bounty Hunter, I think, is probably where I would go. The book this of Mandalorian? Yes, this is the way. I'd be a Bounty Hunter. Yeah, right. I'll be a Bounty Hunter. I'll probably be a poor Bounty Hunter. I probably will suck at it, but you know. <laughs> Out of all the things, that'll probably be the best for me. So I'll go bounty hunter. All right. Yeah, I wouldn't mind being a bounty hunter like the Mandalorian with the uh, the um, the black lightsaber, whatever. The, I forget what that lightsaber is called. Dark saber. But the, the dark saber. Yeah. So that would be cool. I'd take that. <laughs> Another great question. That's probably one I we could probably go a lot deeper in. I'm sure, especially on the uh, dinner table show. But, yeah, yeah, I'm looking thousand. forward to that series. Yes. Obi Wan Kenobi teaser. It's like oh goosebumps with that. I got just like just like all these shows are like tying up things I think that all of us fans wanted to see. I got polls so. that's been there since nineteen eighty three. Right. Yes. So all right. That's a show, guys. Yay. Mm-hmm. let's let's close her out again nick thanks for stopping by and ha- hanging out with us and uh sitting in the hot seat if you will um and talking me. all that stuff yes and say hi Sha- say, say hi to sean to us for us um we'll have to have him on again sometime too so again thanks for everybody who stopped by as well on our twitch channel on youtube and facebook if you watch in any of those areas Especially in YouTube, we have 6,024 subscribers. Thank you to every subscriber out there. Thanks for taking the time to hit that button and subscribe. If you're listening to us there, don't forget to hit that button. Or if you're watching right now on Twitch or watching any of the replays, you can also follow us there. We got 1,206 followers there on Twitch. Thank you to the 
31 Twitch subscribers we got. We jumped up there thanks to the Gaming for Guru weekend. We got some gifted subscribe subscriptions there, which was really cool. So we got 31 subscribers this month. So let's keep it going. That'd be awesome. And don't forget, if you're a subscriber, you get to come hang out in our Discord community and hang and do some of those activities we got going on. And thanks for sticking around with us after the ad read. Hopefully I didn't bore you, bore you with the manuscript ad read. If you were hanging around there, don't forget you get 20% off there at Manscaped and get free shipping with code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. You can also use that code ADGOODER for the Gooder glasses, which I've got sitting here. Uh, my blue ones and my yellow ones. You can you get 15% off there. And you can also use Nindads at glitchenergy.com for 10% off there. So lots of opportunities where we're trying to get some uh, codes for saving some money and things that we use that we pass on to you guys. So thanks again. And it also in turn helps us again, along with our Patreons. Speaking of Patreon, don't forget to go to Patreon. You can subscribe there. And uh, for a dollar or more, you can be a Patreon uh, subscriber. Or you can go all the way up to $30 like our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberger, Antonio Contranio, Solo Something. Thank you to three gentlemen there who continually give us our uh, Patreon producer status uh, and subscribe there. Uh, Go to our website, nintendodads.org, to see the newly updated site. We have updated some things there, so it's easier to follow all of our podcasts, uh, our family of podcasts there. You can check us out there. You can see the videos. You can see our tweets. You can see our podcasts. You can see our social medias. You can see things we like or don't like, all that kind of stuff. Uh, lots of information there. Lots of ways to catch up with us there. Or just go find Nintendo Dads in any of our social medias. Uh, or the Patreon, as I said before. Or you can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-NDADS or 929-256-3237. I don't think we got any voicemails recently, so let's hear some voicemails. Let's spam the voicemail. I'd like to hear a bunch of more voicemails. So, so big thanks to OC Remix, to the music you're hearing now and used throughout the show. Thanks to OC Remix for those. Download your favorite podcast app choice to listen to us there. And don't forget, if you can leave a review or rate us there, like iTunes or the Apple podcast tool, whatever that is. I forget what it's called nowadays, but you can give us a review. Five stars only. Anything else goes to the mega dads. Remember them, you know, anything less, three or less, I'll say. But give five stars to all of our podcasts, the family podcasts. That always helps the searching. For me, for our special guest, Nick, and for Jesse, and for those who aren't on the show, Justin and Marty, thanks for stopping by. We're signing off. Check you later, peeps. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening into Nintendo Dads. We sound like the goddamn Nintendo Dads all of a sudden.